in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Tuesday, June 7th, and especially sunny and beautiful Tuesday here in Louisville, Kentucky. A little too hot, but that's okay. I'm still glowing after yesterday. I still feel like I, I, I can't get over it. I've just been... Maybe it's the tears of unfathomable sadness from the Michigan fans that I've been drinking. Maybe it's the Avalanche locking up a, a trip to the Stanley Cup last night. Maybe it's uh, Trevor Kelsey's gorgeous shirt over there. I don't even know what, what this is today. It's, it looks like another... Ba- Sublime? The Sublime shirt's back? I don't know, but I'm feeling great, feeling wonderful. I'm a far cry from starting yesterday's show, Trev. You can attest to this. You have done a completely 180. I was, I mean, 360. Yesterday was 20. Yesterday was a bad day. I was not feeling good dealing with whatever this pots, COVID, like whatever the hell it winds up being. Could have been just a Monday too, maybe a little bit of the Monday. I had had a really bad health. Like like, there, there are good days and bad days with this stuff, like anything else, I guess. And the weekend was really bad, and I also was just feeling kind of down about. Like, I feel like for the last month, I haven't been able to kind of like be the dad I want to be, or the husband, or on the sh- the show, or on the website, as good as I like to be. And I've just kind of been down about the whole thing. Like, is this ever going to get better? Is this the new life? Is it going to get worse? All this stuff. And then, you know, so for the first hour and a half yesterday, I'm kind of struggling. And then it looks like we're going to lose, and we're going to have no like more Cardinal sports to look forward to for at least like three months. So we're down on the air, and then the magic happens. The, the the dance nonsense talk magic happens. We come back. We win the game. I go home. I'm feeling better. I watch the Avalanche win in overtime. I, I'm feeling really good. Like, I go to sleep. And I'm like, I feel almost like a normal person. Like, I feel like almost like my old self. And I woke up this morning. Best morning I've had in a long time. So what I'm saying is this. Hey, cards, reds, lions. You're literally killing me if you don't step it up significantly coming up when your sports roll around. Like, I... I need, this is clearly, this is the medicine. I need something. You guys are not delivering. I need your help. Dan McDonald stepping up. Um, everybody on the avalanche stepping up. Miko Rantanen doing all he can to keep me healthy. This is what I needed. The rain yesterday probably didn't help. The rain yesterday actually usually helps. Like That makes, that makes, I need, that makes people more down. And, and I know, but I need cooler weather is a big part of well, this Well, the problem was it was raining, but it wasn't cool. It, was, <laughs> it, was, it cooled it off a little bit. It, was, was it nice. didn't feel too bad today. It was a number two notch on the AC today on the way here, so it wasn't too bad. Not not the normal three or four that I usually get. Oh, I'm blasting it these days. I'm I mean, blasting I, I usually am, but I'll stop the window down because I'm smoking too, so I don't, need well, to, I don't need to double down on it. But I am a pretty big guy, so sometimes doubling down is always a good thing. It always is. I'm, I, gl- I'm glad you had a good – 
this. It you was, need to pick. You're the one who needs to pick me up today because uh, you came in like especially Eeyore Kelsey today. Yeah, which is what I don't. And then have, I found out why very quickly. Yeah, you didn't have Arby's with you. I don't have my Arby's. I don't have my food. I'm no. I can already tell you by like 4:30, 4:45, I'm gonna start getting hungry. The lack of Arby's crash. It's, it's oh, coming. I mean, yeah. It's I'm like Elaine when she didn't get her sugar rush at work. I'm just gonna start getting. I'm just gonna, Five o'clock hour, I might be a little. You're gonna start throwing like. I might be a little cranky. Hot takes left and right. You're gonna be. It's gonna be like you're dealing with Virginia when, at like two in the morning. I have no worries. Be like McDonald. <laughs> we shouldn't have needed that call against <laughs> Michigan. Why is McDonald not beating Michigan twenty to one two days in a row? Your just natural reaction is gonna come in here and start like rubbing my back of my head and singing Peppa Pig songs. We're to gonna me. have to calm down. Yeah. It's like come on, it's okay. We're gonna have to put on some mini boutique. Yeah. But it was. It was. You know. I know you had a good night. I uh, I got home. You're welcome, by the way. I got home just in time as the third period started. You did. You t- right when you turned it on, we scored. T- turned it on. Third period was beginning. I thought, you know what the hell? I mean, it's either this or Monday Night Raw. I'm watching this. Look at you. And so you turned on beautiful time. Like that was the most exciting third period oh, was, in a long was, time. It was hilarious. I mean, it was what well, hilarious. It was hilarious reading about the googling name Mike Smith on Twitter and Dude, he's so finding bad. out that I told what did I say going into the series <laughs> this guy sucks Darcy Kemper's not much better Kemper gets hurt uh, Pavel Francozzi steps up and, and plays pretty well he's still not very good Re- but I told you Mike Smith awful reading his the, the, the tweets about him one of two things is I can I'm det- I've determined one of two things either a there are a lot a lot of Edmonton Oilers fans on this side of the of the country in, in America or B, Canadians really aren't that polite because they not when were, it comes to hockey. They were brutal. Not when guy. it comes to hockey. I mean, it was there was some not just short of death threats to this guy. He's had a rough play. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess he gave up what five goals on five shots or six, five goals on six shots in the third period in overtime alone. And they weren't. Not all of them were beauties. It was all replay Rutherford yesterday, all going your way. It felt good. I mean, I, I imagine if you got in an argument with Mary at one point, you were like, "Let's go to the replay, honey." I, this, this is all coming up. Right won. Yeah, when the when the last goal happens, when we when uh, when uh, uh, Lakin scores the the game winner, like I'm celebrating and they show, the, in overtime. Yeah, they yeah. show the replay and they're like, "Ooh, I don't know about this." And I'm like, "We we got this." Like, I, trust me. I love the announcer. This is my the day. S-bomb. He's like, "Oh, oh it was so great." So <laughs> Just catches himself. It was uh, and nobody anyone has done radio or even TV, I guess, has been in that moment. You're like, "Holy, oh no, didn't mean to say that." <laughs> it was, that was and the, the best part about that is um he's like a former replay official like he like that's his whole job and so he's saying it because you know not like oh my god what a goal or oh my god he's saying it because it's so close to being a high stick it's like right there level I, with the crossbar i assume is that what it is you can't touch the the, the puck with your stick above the crossbar exactly and like okay. the, the other side of it like i listen to the the um Whatever it is, altitude announcers and like right when it, right when they see the replay, they're like they're like it's good, this is gonna stand like right away. But that guy's like, oh bleep, uh, what is his w- name? Is like Goriardi? Uh, I have no idea. I will say this: they, they do because they do the. I love TNT or even TBS is just in all sports is just tried so hard to mimic the inside the NBA. With they the are, sports. you're right. And the baseball one felt falls way short. Like it's bad. Like the hockey one at least wasn't horrible. Like last night, I'm watching it. I could do without the the, the pretend the just horrible ripoff of the let's send them golfing skit. Yeah, I mean, I know, I get, I know. Listen, sending them fishing is hilarious. You don't need to do it for every sport and just mimic it like that. It's no, it doesn't work. And no matter how good of uh, photoshopping you can do. 
but outside of that, I don't know that crew short of Wayne Gretzky, but they, I thought they were decently funny. I love the announcer when he, when he brought the language. He goes, my kids are watching, at least the ones I know of. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was like, that's like, I just started laughing. I mean, that, that was an inside the NBA line. That was just great. They've been, because <laughs> I, I hadn't watched it at all until the playoffs came. And so, like, I have just like just kind of figured it out like 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 what they do and how they're trying to do like what you said oh they're just a rip off the inside of yeah. me but his name is uh don kaharski is, is the guy who did the holy bleep like no, last no, night but it, it has been just because i've been watching so much hockey the last month it's been wildly entertaining i've really enjoyed it i i i enjoyed the third i didn't I, w- I was doing some audio work and things while i had it on so i was i was watching it but i was more listening to it uh and looking up every time i heard you know them screaming goal but it was the wild hockey night for me because I watched that. Because you watched hockey, basically. I enjoyed that, and I was like, man, everything's coming up Rutherford. Let, you know, let's play a little mad. Let's see what's on. Let's start on streaming. Oh, I thought you were going to throw in, like, D2. Close. Uh-oh. I watched Slapshot last night. Oh! I found it on Stars. I was flipping through Stars. Oh! Look what this is. It is a hockey Monday. It's Monday hockey night. This it, makes me very happy. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm Let's watch Slapshot. And... I don't know all the rules to hockey. Thankfully, the very first scene in Slapshot did teach me some. You go in the box. You feel shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. I, I say it all the time. What was the one where he's like, you get killed for that. <laughs> but the movie was... Uh, the ending, I was like, yeah, but I did. It's a comedy. It, it, Who well, cares how it ends? Well, they kind of ended it like it was trying to be like The Graduate or something, it felt like. Mm. But I enjoyed the movie uh, immensely. I thought it was very funny. Uh, the, I, I laughed uh, many times throughout the film. I can imagine. I don't know if I would. Still, I was going to say none that we can repeat on air. Probably. No, I don't think there's very. I think the one of the only things I can repeat on air that I did laugh at was when they're all when they're fighting in the crowd and the, the guy in the president goes, should, "Should we get in this?" And the dude, the dude just doesn't even say where he just looks at him. He's like, gives them that look that anyone who's been married probably has gotten from their oh, wife it's so good. or girlfriend. The guy's like, just asking. Yeah, he doesn't even say anything. That that's one of the few lines I can maybe repeat on here. But when, when the, Paul Newman goes off on the owner, yeah, and walking out the door about her son had me dying. I, <laughs> probably my favorite part. I mean, it was yeah. I hope he gets used to that. Music. <laughs> it looks like he's gonna be like I. I mean, the first time I saw it, I was probably like in eighth grade. I just lost it. If I was younger, especially yes, yeah, I would. I mean, it, but it was the equivalent of me watching. I was what eight years old when I first saw Major League. Nine years old. I was about probably like ten, eleven. And yeah, yeah and I mean, I'd seen you know, I would have probably wished I could have seen Slapshot at a younger age, but I still liked it. I don't know if I'm gonna put it above like Major League and some other comedies, sports I, comedies. But, I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, I like it a lot, but though. it's still. Still very good. We've got uh, we got plenty to get to today. We're gonna have more baseball celebrating. Uh, we know we now know the times, dates, all that good stuff for this weekend's super regional series at College Station. Uh, we will feast on more of Michigan fans' tears. That's gonna be great. We'll do that good stuff. Good, I'm thirsty. Also, what the hell's going on with this basketball roster? People like nationally are now starting to wonder. They're, li- they're like looking at it. They're like, okay, is there a typo here? Um, <laughs> guys, better get Courtney Ramey. And what's going on with Courtney Ramey? We'll talk about that. We've got updates on the football recruiting rankings. Some uh, notable risers that are both commits to. UofL and uh, high-level recruits that UofL may be getting in the near future. We'll do all that good stuff. We'll also take your texts on the Thornton's text line, as always, at 502-414-1450. Download that Refreshing Rewards app. Enroll in the Refreshing Rewards program. It's going to save you money at the pump every time you fuel up. And my God, you need to save money as much as you can these days, uh, never more than before. Download that app today and hit up any one of your 16,543 area Thornton's locations. And then text us from the Thornton's text line while you do that. 502-414-1450. Between the text line, I noticed you mentioned, you know, as we 
the uh, we we helped you know Louisville win in their comeback yesterday talking about songs and dances. Someone on text line texted in later on, and I'm, I'm ashamed that neither of us even brought it up. Said, "Why have neither of you said the Monster Mash?" Oh, and you know how I feel about the Monster Mash. It, but is that was that a dance? It's it, it's not. But they outline it in. They talk so, about you do the mash, but but they don't ever like. Here's the like the, the the layer the the onion that is the Monster Mash. It's a song <laughs> about a dance. It's not technically a, a dance itself. Okay, so that doesn't qualify then. Right. Like, they're right. talking about how they all do the Monster Mash. They all do it. It's a graveyard smash, obviously. Um, <laughs> but they ne- but, I've heard. But the song itself, in our world, is not a real, like, dance. But, but it, in this, like, in this multiverse uh, where, in, in the Monster Mash reality. Is this the same world where Dewan Wagner's coaching at UK? <laughs> in a world where Dewan <laughs> Wagner's coaching on John Calipari's staff. And also, we know what the Monster Mash looks like. <laughs> and we have more than one guard. <laughs> it's a song, it, it's a, a song about a song that's a dance. Wow. But it's not that's itself. Deep. It, it dance. Exa- I, I've been saying it for a long time. <laughs> that's that's Mo- deep, man. The levels of the Monster Mash. Yeah. Boris Pickett can knew what he was this, doing. Can we have this conversation around midnight tonight with me? <laughs> I'll, I'll start texting you at midnight. Just remind you to put it on. Just call me. Call me with with the recorder on. We'll just do it. We'll do a, a emergency podcast about the Monster Mash. Have midnight. you ever watched Hockey Stone with the Monster <laughs> Mash playing on repeat in the background? Um, two things I've got to get to right off the bat. I say right off the bat at three seventeen. But one, you'll like both these things. I think one. You've infiltrated my dreams. This is this is how bad this relationship has gotten. Not the top of my list of people's dreams I want to infiltrate, but you're welcome. Understandable. So, like, I because I sleep so little these days, like since having kids, and just like I kind of sleep in spurts. Like two hours, I'm up. Like just I'm a bad sleeper. Yeah, me too. So I never get like that heavy, deep REM sleep when you have dreams that you can remember. Like you're always dreaming, but the ones that you remember supposedly are when you're in the deepest portion of your sleep. Okay. And so, like for a long time, like I just. I'll either forget my dreams right away or I just don't like ever get to that point where I can have dreams that I can even remember. But I remembered something when I woke up this morning. Actually, two things. One, I was getting ready to pitch a baseball game and I realized that I hadn't warmed up at all. And I was like, oh, no. Like one of those just classic and were you frustration naked? dreams. No. As <laughs> at the old Trinity Field. But two, <laughs> in my dream, you – we were at a creek for some reason, and you did a front flip into the creek, which well, in that, and of itself is an amazing dream. Well, th- th- the this, second this part, though, layers as well. Th- the second part, <laughs> you landed on a turtle and broke it in half. In half. So you do this front flip, and like, how big was the turtle? You do this front flip, and like, everybody's like, oh, like going crazy, going nuts, and like the look on your face is horrified, and like you just say, I broke it, and like you hold up this split in half turtle, <laughs> like you're Lenny from Of Mice and Men, just terrified, shocked Great at what reference. you've done. Like it's like the you know, like stuff like bleeding out. I was like, or like, oh no, only that's all I remember from the dream. <laughs> Two, I did something that you're gonna like last night. Okay, because I have more questions about the dream. <laughs> That's, I, don't, I don't have answers. It's, it's literally like the five seconds that I can remember. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's all you need. Two, I watched the first episode of Stranger Things last night. Ooh. Finally. And you made it. Wait a minute. Made the whole way through. So you watched the full first episode of Stranger Things, then you had a dream about me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, I when I'm watching Stranger Things, it's definitely one of those episodes, I'm not giving anything away, where you're like. You love the first recap, though, about Billy, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also like. This is gonna give Not me Billy, weird dreams, Jonathan. But. Yeah, this is gonna give me weird dreams. Like it's in, like everybody who said like the only thing that I've seen so far is people talking about the first episode being intense and all this stuff, and the, the monster being certainly way more dark than it had been in the past. And yeah, absolutely. Um, is it supposed to tell you this whole season's darker than any of the? Seasons? I've seen that too. So I, okay, I, I mean, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just it should be. They're getting older. It, it is. You're right. And you're right. And it's 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 almost like a natural 
progression where like the original the show got me because of the nostalgia. I mean that, that's where it got me. I'm not I'm not a big sci-fi guy. I mean I, I like I'm not saying I hate sci-fi. I like, you know, some I like Star Wars, I like Stargate. I like an occasional, you know, superhero movie, few and far between, but occasional ones. But the nostalgia got me on this one automatically. And it's kept me beyond the nostalgia. Because now we're beyond the nostalgia, I feel like. Yeah. Like, it's not... I mean, there's still it's still there, but it's not... And now it's kind of more, you know... As you said, they've gotten older, and, is, and they've gotten older. The, the villains have gotten darker and gotten a little more bloodier, I guess. Well, and like the fan base. Like, if you had a fan base that was on the young end when the show first came out, which was 2016, let's say... Because, like... Even though it wasn't nearly as dark as it seems like it's going to get in this season, it, there were some moments that would be a little bit scary if you're like a nine-year-old trying well, to watch Well, I mean, Trader in the Things. first season, I forget, Eleven was making people bleed out of their eyes. Right. Their heads but, blowing up. So I mean. I'm feeling like the low bar in terms of age for fans of that show was probably like 12, 13, 14, 15. And now, like, all those those kids are, you know, 17, 18, 19, or in their 20s. And this show, so you can make it a little bit darker. I mean, that's something, there was a three-year gap between these seasons. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking this season's show's been now been on the air technically for, what, almost eight years? Yes, 2016 it debuted, so for about six so years. six years, yeah. So this will be in the next episode. This will be a seventh year when season five and the final season comes out. So, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a while. I was worried how I'd get used to the the the, the, the kids being old, as old as they are. And I surprised. I was worried about well, it. We, we can talk more about the show when when, okay. when I get done with it because like I have, I've watched one episode and God knows who how like, who knows how long it's going to take me to get to the others. Also, like I feel like, I don't. I wonder if you get finished before season five comes out. I don't feel that bad for taking so long because like I feel like I've been watching it forever. I'm like this episode is like seventy minutes. It's long They're as all hell. long, yeah, because they only do oh. seven. The, the last one, I'm this is spoiled. The last one's an hour and forty minutes. Oh. I mean, they're, I mean, they're all like movies. They are, and and supposedly the, the two that are being waited to release are both going to be about an hour forty four, hour forty five each. I, mean, I would hope so if it's two episodes. So so technically, it'd be three. All right, back to my dream then. All right, first question right off the bat: like, what score did you give me on the on the front flip? Like, I know I landed. It was on, good. It was impressive. I mean, so I didn't land on my feet though. Obviously. You landed on your back. I landed on. But my, that's like what you were doing. You were jumping into the creek. Well, that wouldn't be a full flip, would it? If I went on my back, that'd be. You front flipped. You flipped. You flipped all the way over and you landed on your back. That'd be like a what? What's what's a, a half plus a half? I mean, who cares? It's a front like, flip. A two forty. You're front flipping <laughs> off the diving board. You can land on your back. It's fine. But the how deep was the creek? Was it? I wonder if this was a clearly creek. not that deep. There was a creek in my neighborhood. I wonder if that's where we were. Could be. I could be doing the you know the eleven ten trends like <laughs> whatever it's called, <laughs> seeing stuff with my mind. Did just did 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 the turtle survive? Oh my God, no! <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. What did, what did you say when I you asked that question? Reminds me of the, the American Dad episode where Roger like does like people's elbow on the guy's head and like his whole body like bursts into his eyes and he's like, he's like he's like at the very end of the episode he's like, so have you heard anything? Is he gonna be okay? And it's like, no. <laughs> the turtle was broken in half. You held it up. Well, I thought maybe like half of him, maybe just the shell broke. Or? No, he's it's dead. He's gone. Well, he's gone. <laughs> there there were turtle innards visible. <laughs> like Tommy Blake, I crushed my turtle. It's dead. Just like Walter White. Hey, now. Dead. Fires the pot in. Can we talk real quickly about yesterday's show? I loved um, – I, this was one of my favorite things to, to do because I, I feel like – it was perfect for us because a lot of people, understandably, and I, I certainly give credit and um, thanks to everybody who was listening to the show while the U of L baseball game was going on. 
you guys are, are diehards and there were plenty of people filling up the text line, which was awesome. But there were understandably a lot of people who were either listening to the game on, you know, 93.9 with Sean or just watching it on TV who didn't want to have, you know, us blabbing about old dances in the background on at the same time. So I loved how hey, many people come back. You're welcome people, but it was perfect because I loved how many people after the excitement of the game were like, these guys were on air. I want to go back and see their live reactions to Levi Usher tying the game up. And then to cam Masterman uh, hitting the home run. I know Ty Spalding from, from rivals, cardosports.com cut the clip of us talking about it and me celebrating and like being like, Oh my God, he pimped it. Like, like just like watching the replay. <laughs> Cause the best part of it is like the, the whole like 45 second clip is it starts with you talking about like, I mean, I think yeah, my, my grandma probably was doing the twist and like the twist was like a thing. <laughs> so if you have no idea like what we've been talking about for the 20 minutes or why we were doing this, you're like, what the hell? Like, wh- why were they even talking about this at all? And then it's just me thundering. It was like, Cam Masterman, two run home run, like going nuts. Uh, and Sean texted me at, at late last night, who was, I mean, Sean and I were both having great days. I and bet. he's like, he's like, he's like, your reaction was incredible. I'm like, dude, your call was incredible. I listened to his call and twist. I saw somebody so post on Twitter, but it was awesome. I, I, he wasn't docetone at that point. He like he got as excited as you were on that home run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and was, rightfully so. It was, uh, but just I loved how many people went back and listened to the podcast yesterday, just just to like find those reactions because they knew it was you know going to be over the top. Yeah, I think we got some late texts because of that. We got some KRC like podcast texts because of that. Oh, really? Yeah, we don't get we. I don't feel like we get as usually as many of those as, as KRC does. But I mean, we're an afternoon show. There are morning more people are going to listen to the podcast from morning than they do afternoon. Right. So, but yeah, we did. We had a few last night. I thought. I'm trying to go back and, and see him now. Um, the one was about the ma- I don't know the monster mash, and then someone else said something to you. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, this guy was talking about how he lost all these games, uh, but he won't be watching or listening because he's a jinx. Yeah, uh, I think he said he walked out of the. He was at the game and he left or something. Or yeah, I think that's that's what it is. And then also a lot of people talking about Kenny Payne won those games, which we had I think 17 texts <laughs> saying the exact same thing at the time, which was yeah. Which was wonderful. Uh, Added fir- to his resume. First text today was 502-414-1450, talking about how he just loved listening to the podcast of the, the reactions <laughs> last night. It was fun. It ended up being perfect. Um, and then now people like, – the, the second text is about calling you out about Top Gun Maverick again. People can't get over Why, this. Let it go, people. I mean, what – I mean, I'm sorry I didn't put it on the pedestal. I'm sorry I haven't given it an Oscar yet. Good Lord. Um, oh, man. Oh, by the way, you, you I don't know why. Now it's in my brain. I'm looking at movie dates because you, 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 have you ever liked a movie in the last 10 years? Yeah. And like now when a movie comes on, I'm like, like ooh, when did this come out? And I was it's like 2002. It was, well, it was 2015. It was The Martian. I like The Martian. You you mentioned The Martian when you brought up movies that you did no, like during I did that day. No, yes, I, you did. I brought up Green Book and I brought up the, you uh, brought up the Martian. Tarantino movies. You did. And then you, you also brought up The Martian. Well, that one too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you bring up The Martian pretty frequently on the show. Well, it's because it's always on FXX. <laughs> I kid you not. Like, you go look at right now. I, so you could like like a, a, a thesis about it. Like no matter where you're at, 24 hours a day, you're bound to find the Martian on cable somewhere. Uh, the, the guy who brought up the uh, TJ Walker, the card stalker, just says, "My update today: I received a wellness check from the card stalker at 7:05 this morning." <laughs> I look back and TJ just goes, "You have everything okay, buddy?" That's a lot of texts. <laughs> now he's stalking texters. He's stalking texters. He, I can't, mean, just, he can't come stop on, stalking. TJ, 
dude. Oh, man. Uh, we, privacy, we, my man. Privacy. We'll take a break. When we come back, I, I want to talk a little bit about this coming weekend. We'll talk for just a second. Texas I forgot to love the song. Hold okay. On. Well, I'll, I'll read a quick text here. Though. Okay. Uh, we'll read a KRC text. How about this? I, I love KRC text. We, if you text her on the show, we're going to read it. I don't care if it's for KRC. Texture says, the Pacific Northwest is lovely. From a basketball perspective, I think the Pac-12 will be great for Keon. Much less physical than the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> I ever get enjoy Washington Keon Brooks we're going to take a break when we come back we'll this read some a of, nice country we'll read some of your texts reacting to yesterday we'll also do some more celebrating yeah, we'll, and we'll crap on some Michigan <laughs> fans and also we're going to crap on some Vandy fans because I feel like it you know Vandy sucks they're not going to the Sweet 16 Super Regionals whatever you want to call it they're done they're out they're kaput yeah have fun going off and making your six figures and your government and corporate jobs you smarties nah, it's a myth it's not even that great of a school we'll take a break when we come back uh, we'll do all that good stuff it's the mike rutherford show here on 1450 and 961 the big x the shadow from the starlight is softer than a I've been trying to do it right I've been living a lonely life I've been sleeping here instead I've been sleeping in my bed Sleeping in my bed So show me family All the blood that I will bleed When this song first came out, it was like, um... Or when it first like got really popular, it was like when we were making our run in 2012, and I had a friend who would play it and just sing like "Gore, Gay. <laughs> I laughed every time. I did, I love the Lumineers. I, I I knew the name Lumineers when I was doing my research for my theme today. Ah, uh-huh. I knew their name, and I, I couldn't have named you one song. And then when I, this was this is their only song that ever charted. Uh, really? Yeah, or at least top. I know it was their most popular. At least top ten. I, I knew mean, like they, Ophelia they had, was big. Stubborn Love got a lot of. They may have, on, they like, may have been streams. near the, the high hundreds, but yeah. but that was the only one that was really, especially at least in the you know I'm saying top ten, top twenty, and so I, and as soon as I heard it, I was like I I do remember this. I don't know if I heard it from a commercial, a movie, whatever, but it, I mean it's hard not to recognize you know the, the same thing being repeated over and over pretty much the the way the beat is. And, well, you watched because um, you ended up watching Ted Lasso, right? I did, yes. And they played Leader of the Landslide is the song that plays at the end of the, I think, the second to last episode of season one. I've only watched it once, so I don't have it memorized like that. It's when, like, it's when Roy kind of comes to terms with being benched, and, like, he's in the locker room, and, like, he's the last one to leave, and he touches the Love belief Roy, sign. by the way. Like, they play the whole song. It's a fantastic song, by the way. And, and a lot of the Lumineer songs do sound alike, but, like, Yeah, I clicked I on, really like, two like other songs, and they both had that same kind of, hey, you know. There's a kinda, little bit of a. That, that, that clap beat going to it. There's yeah. a little bit of Munford and Sons thing where it's like, <laughs> yes. I like the Munford and Song where it like starts off slow and then gets really fast and high <laughs> and then kind of goes slow again. It's like, oh, all of them. There's a little bit to it, but I, I still really like the Luminaries. And I like a few Mumford and Sons songs as well. I, I, I couldn't tell you they're deep, you know. They also side, do music for Ted Lasso. Sad tracks, but they're, 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 they're deep tracks, but I know like, you know, the I Will Wait and the Lion or whatever right. song. I know those. But so. The theme today, like, I, I, see if you can just guess it right off the bat, which is the first two songs you've heard. Um, 
Uh, what was the first song? Uh, it was, uh, well, Rocky Mountain High by John Denver. So Rocky Mountain High and then Ho Hey. I don't know. I will tell you this. The great state of Colorado has given us many awesome things. I mean, I figured. See, I was thinking like it's, Michigan, it's, and, and it, then I wouldn't think of, even think of Avalanche. It's given us there you go. the Rocky Mountains. Sure. It's given us the Grand Canyon. I didn't know the Lumineers were from Colorado. It's given us the first state to legalize weed. It, it has. What it hasn't given us is bans. Oh, Lumineers. Slim Pickens. Lumineers is little, but them and only the next band that I, the next artist I'll play in the next break. Really? The only, now, there are other groups listed and hand up someone's probably gonna say trevor this group i think one was the fray the fray was big for a while they played the national anthem before our 2012 yeah. final four i game. listened to like four of their songs last night one republic earth wind and fire uh, okay well first of all next up is philip bailey okay he's the only one in the group that's from colorado the rest are from uh like michigan or something all right so philip bailey is coming up next spoiler that's it. It was him. I mean, the Fray. Republic had a bunch of songs. Yeah, I listened to a few of them. I was like. Too late to apologize? Not. not really, Card Chronicle Classic? Not really one I wanted to play on the show. I'm Too like, late to apologize. And I listened to a few of the Fray songs, and I was like, okay, this is. Nah, I don't really want to play this on the air. I mean, maybe. I guess you can like it if you like it. The Fray had a couple good songs. But so Lumineers and Philip Bailey was it, and I was like. I guess I can go John Denver. I mean, he's not from there, but he's, I mean, he's loved it so much. He's buried there. He wrote the song, State Song. I mean. That's surprising. You'd think, I mean, Colorado, I would, you know, big no, music scene. I mean, it's thin you as got it Red comes. Rocks. I almost went with that, actually. I went down a rabbit hole this last night after I watched Slapshot. I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I'll do, I'll just do some of my favorite performances from Red Rocks. So I went down the rabbit hole of, Google, of YouTube and started watching, like, some cool concerts from Red Rocks. Trying to find the best sounding ones because a lot of times it's people on their phone. And there were some decent ones. Mumford and Son, for example, has a really good uh, I Will Wait from Red Rocks. They did a music video for Amos Lee, who I know my buddy Yates is a big fan of, does a really cool uh, uh, rendition of one of his favorite songs, one of his better songs from there. Uh, there was a No Doubt concert from there that was pretty decent. But I just was like, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with, with the three that I have. I can't give you multiple songs from them, so the last three songs of the day are going to be just, you know what, listener's choice. Get Send in your text. See, I'm, I'm looking at it, and like it, it shocks me how many, like how few mainstream bands, but there are a lot of ones that like I like. Well, there's like, like, I like Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. I like Gregory Allen. Uh, I never know if it's Isakoff or Isakoff. His music's awesome. I should let you pick this, these songs in for today. Um, <laughs> if you got one, tell me. If it's String one. Cheese Incident. There was That was one I meant to actually go back. I was probably going to probably do if I'd... Then I got caught down that Red Rocks rabbit hole. Next thing I know, it was 5 a.m. But it does shock me that there aren't more like very extreme, very successful bands. Jam bands seem to be the the most from there. It's Colorado. And it's... Yeah, again, they led the way in legalizing yeah, exactly. marijuana. There's, there's probably a reason. But Philip Bailey, uh, who was yeah uh, on there, and then obviously the Lumineers, who I knew. I guess I could have gone with one of those Frey songs, but I don't know. I listened to like four of them last night, and it was I don't remember which ones they were, but they just didn't they didn't they didn't move my needle. For those that haven't heard me say that enough recently, <laughs> let's take some text here uh, in the second segment since you guys loaded us up in the first five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. This is the one that's going to make you mad right off the bat. Second text that we got today. <laughs> Why do you want me to be mad so early? I'm going in order. Second text that came in today just says, Trevor, the audience score, not the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, is 99% for Top Gun Maverick. This is taking into account 38,505 reviews. 
Congrats, TK. You're in the one percentile. Never conform, sir. Stand your ground. Yeah, yeah, because humanity knows what they're doing. Yeah, because yeah. people who vote online have never made bad decisions, right? Uh, yeah. Hello, reality. Wake up. Texas says Michigan fans are salty. I didn't realize that they believe that the refs stole the 2013 championship from them. Oh, yeah. We talked about it yesterday. They, it's, they never stopped talking about it. It says Michigan fans are actually as salty as Arby's meats. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Arby's meats aren't that salty. They've got the meats. I mean, and why do you bring up Arby's now? Because right now, you know how much I really probably love that? There's like five Arby's to eat, too. I, I wanted a chicken bacon Swiss so bad today, too. <laughs> Texture says, <laughs> it's a, it's, I don't ask for much in life, right? I mean, you kind of do. No, no. I, I just, I want my, I want my cable to stay on, my internet to be fast, and my Arby's to be open. That's all I ask for. Um, Texture, I need an hour on Jack Del Rio's Twitter feed today, please and thank you. Jack, the former coach and linebacker. Yeah. So, Jack Del Rio, he's <laughs> Jack. So you know the. Um, the, the January 6th hearing for the, the committee that they're doing is coming up pretty soon. I guess, yeah. The way, best way I can sum up his timeline is Jack Del Rio has thoughts. <laughs> I'm assuming he is on the Republican side of things. He may have been in the Capitol. I mean, there's, yeah, you, no, one, no one cares about your thoughts on it unless you are, your thoughts are against the, my, the minority. Well, I mean, it. what are your thoughts otherwise? It's like, hey, yeah, this, I'm excited to see this. This, this, yeah. this should be happening. But if you're like, I think his timeline is it's a trip. It's it's worth going down. Yeah, I know Chris Jericho's wife, I think, was actually there. And like oh, was she did, really? oh yeah, there's like a picture of her like like she took a selfie in front of the White House while people were like climbing the fence. Man, how dumb are people? And uh it's like <laughs> Um, at least she wasn't like in the in the actual in the you know, in, in in the building. Texas, did you guys see where Michigan lost to Louisville in a three game series not once but twice this season? That's right. Suck it Frakes. <laughs> what breaks? What a breaks? How did he? He had like one like random tweet like saying it's all it takes. Yeah, it's like it's like I think he might have been out. It's like all hey, it takes. Turn on him. <laughs> it's like he's not even a Michigan fan. Texas, I don't think Texas. My God, yesterday's show was gold. Listening to the pod with tears streaming down my face, cracking me up. I, I had this reaction from a lot of people yesterday, which was which made me so so happy. What was it that said that made you almost lose it yesterday? Oh, I said it? something and you you I mean I, it was a few times I've ever seen you have to like pull away from the mic laughing. I can't remember what I I do remember that, like that happening. <laughs> I, I can't remember, remember what, what I was. said. I wish I had remembered. Uh, the same texture was like stop stop don't spoil Stranger Things. Trevor was scaring me. No, we're, I, we're I, I, I won't spoil. Listen, I, I think I'm good. Walter about White spoiling. dead. Bullet holes all <sighs> over his body. Uh, <laughs> I mean you're 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 playing with fire. You've seen what I can do to a turtle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen firsthand what, what you, I can do, and I like the turtle. If you spoil Stranger <laughs> Things in my dreams, I'm going to be insanely scared. Like, oh, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna come in tomorrow and be like, "Does this actually happen?" And if you're like, "Yes," I'm like, "Oh my god." The the greatness of that that statement you just made is is, is I can't say anything else. Okay, well, d- d- don't no more. Um, we have questions about Courtney Raymond. We're going to get to that next hour because I do too. We'll talk. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody does. Texas, I was driving home yesterday from Tennessee and listening to the game, and 100% plan on listening to your reactions from the show yesterday. Uh, totally worth it. I was like waiting to see. It was like waiting to see your kids' reaction to a gift that you know they're going to go crazy over. <laughs> I totally agree. Like I. I w- if I listened to a show or a podcast every day and I knew that they were reacting to like I went back and listened to the Tyson Tate when Ohio State lost to Oral Roberts a few years ago because I knew that they were recording when it happened but 
I wasn't watching. I was, I was watching the actual game. Do they hate Ohio State? Well, Ty's played at Ohio State. Oh, oh damn. You've told me that. And so, right. like, I wanted to you know, like I wanted to go back in here, and I'm like, here we go. Like, hearing him get excited and, like, his just poorly misplaced confidence when Ohio State looked like they might be able to pull it out, just, it was, it made me happy. And I love Mark, but I wanted to see him cry. I don't think you do. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a certain part of you. It's, you, it's Shad and You say you like him. But then you relish in his misery. There's a certain part of you, even with your friends, like when something <laughs> terrible happens to them, that's not like a life or death thing. You know, there's a, you wish you could take away the pain, but also you're going to bask in it a little bit. Like you're, you're just going to enjoy it just a little bit, especially if they're funny. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Sexter says, uh, talk about all the good feels. What a great day it was. It's exactly why we're fans. I got chills being there and listening to the zombie nation through the rain. And then he just quotes, oh my God, he pimped it. That was me. <laughs> my like my we play zombie nation at the baseball game too. We after home runs they do the train whistle, the train horn, and then they do zombie nation. When you, oh well, we can play zombie nation, and we can definitely add the the click clack. Yeah, or clop clop, or what? What do we call it? Clop clop. Clop clop. I actually think my reaction to the the Levi Osha the game tire was better live because <laughs> both times I saw it on Twitter before I saw it on the stream that I had up on the computer. So when I when I do the whole like oh there it is oh my god he pimped it. Oh, he dropped the bat. That's me watching the actual video after seeing 45 seconds earlier on Twitter that he hit the two-run home run. And me trying to bring you back into, into a conversation about dancing so we don't lose momentum. You, I mean, the, se- the second, the moment we strayed from dancing is when that inning started to go away. We're like, all right, we got we to get, get back, back on top. God, we're us and Kenny Payne, dynamic duo, just oh, trio, winning games. I mean, could you imagine if us and Kenny Payne wrote a song that had a, a dance to it? We, we would win a title. I mean, this may need to happen. I mean, we, we would win in football, basketball, and baseball all in the same year. This may need to happen. Texas, I missed the first segment, but have you guys addressed the KRC crew taking shots at you guys during the last segment of their show today? Oh, did they? What do they, have to, what do they even have to take shots about? They're not playing any sports right now. <laughs> We're in a super regional for the ninth time in 15 years. I mean, do they have rifling going on? Probably. I mean, I mean who cares? I mean, I mean they're, they're pretty good in cheerleading too, right? I mean, What would they even be taking shots about? Why, why are they so mad? I mean, why well, they have reasons to be mad? They have nothing to watch. Come on. I mean, all they've got right now is just you know nothing. I mean, what, what, what's the next that they can hope about? I guess football recruiting, maybe. Whoa. Talk about what receiver. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk about football recruiting with them for a change. Was, what receiver is going to disappoint them in, in replacing Wando Robinson? I mean, I, I, what, Will Levis in mock drafts. What, what did Will Levis put in his mouth this week? I mean, oh boy. What I mean, where, 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 what's the discussion going to be? What kind of show is that? <laughs> yeah. It's morning. It's drive time. Kids are listening. Texas, as much as I'd like to hear more about Trevor killing Crush from Finding Nemo, is UofL getting Ramey? They are like, are, are they going to strike out on all the guards and who are they going to have? Uh, blah, blah. Again, we're, we're going to get to the Corey Ramey. And I can't get the reference because I've never seen Finding Nemo. Oh, I forgot that. How have you never well, seen Well, because Finding it Nemo? came out when I was like in my mid 20s. I'm not going to. Really... I was 18. I went to the theater. It was senior in high school. I still wanted to see it. It was great. But I guess my Nemo would be Lion King. Because I was like, I think a freshman when that yeah. came out. I would have like, seen Lion King. And I went and saw Lion King. And, and I don't know if I saw it in theaters. I don't remember. I could have. But I honestly don't remember. I probably did. I went and, see, I went and saw everything in theaters back then. So Texas Mike, Lumineers are coming to Louisville in August. I'm aware. We're going to my morning jacket in a few weeks. Again, health permitting. Um, I do want to go to the Lumineers show. Also, um, Nate Pergazzi is doing a new show. At oh, yeah? in, uh, he's coming to Louisville in no November. That. He's a comedian. Oh, what's his name? Nate Pergazzi. Very funny. What do I know him from? His specials on Netflix, probably. Mm. He doesn't do like movies and stuff. He's just a stand-up. Not even cameos in anything? Uh, not that I know of. 
He's very funny. Also, I kind of remember where did I know this "Hey Ho" song from? I wonder. Is it in a commercial? It was. In, it was on a commercial. That's got. It was be. in like a lot of commercials. For it that must year. be where I've heard it because I, like I said, when I first played this video and was queuing it up, I was like, it rang a bell, but I couldn't remember from where. I would also. I hate when that happens too. And you can call me out if I'm wrong about this. If you got married in the year 2012 okay. and you had a wedding video. This was one of the songs on your wedding it was, video. It was, it was that song that Tell year. me I'm wrong. Uh, Tell me I'm wrong, text line. If you I'm got married in 2012, <laughs> maybe even 2013, and you had a wedding video, Ho Hey was on your wedding video. Was it like what was what was the song that they made they they mocked in the office that was all over weddings, everything? The uh was it Chris Brown? Oh yeah, but that was because the YouTube video went viral. Yeah, the forever. Was, yeah, yes, thank they you. They were basically just mimicking that video. But wasn't that also people doing? What year was that? Was that like '08 or something? Maybe. Yeah, I remember I was working at the law firm when it when that got big. I think it was not like when 08. the office the office did it. Probably closer. They to They like, did like a year after, a few years after. I, I want to say it was '08 or '09. Okay. Yeah, that video was everywhere of the oh, the, I, the groomsmen and the bridesmaids doing. Even I see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, if you'd seen it back then. I mean, yeah, but if I've seen it, then you know. Texture says, uh, first of all, Texture sends me a picture of them from the Avalanche game. Glorious. Uh, it says, you'd be very surprised how many artists moved or live here in Colorado. Well, I, I can see that. Well, I mentioned John Denver. I mean, he's he was he's from New Mexico, technically, and but was, you know, loved, loved the uh, Colorado and Denver area so much that, I mean, Despite obviously, you know, dying there in a plane wreck, he also his ashes were spread across the Rocky Mountains. Texas like Greta Van Fleet had a really good show at Red Rocks. I think, yeah, that was the concert. That came, I don't know who that. I'm not familiar with. Is it a he or she? It's a band. I don't or them. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I didn't. I'm not familiar with their music, but I did see them come up on Red Rocks on my YouTube search a few times. Uh, same texture said, "Any doubt that with Dark Slime being the new coach at North Harden, that Russ Diculus makes an appearance during practice?" Yeah, so Michael Baffour, the aka Dark Slime, the walk on from the national championship team, has been named. He was he's been an assistant at Mail the last I think couple of years. I know he was this past season, and he's now been named the new head coach at North Harden. We have a lot of like former cards coaching high school basketball. I've had a lot at Mail. I mean, you've got you've I, had Boo Brewer and Eric Johnson at one time at Mail too. as coaching on this coaching staff. We've got Boo Brewer at Bardstown. He's the head coach there. I mean, it wasn't Boo Brewer at Mail. It was somebody else. I think maybe. Yeah, Boo Brewer is the head coach at Bardstown. We've got David Levitt, the coach at North Oldham. Yeah. You've got the Bullet, Elijah Justice, is the the coach at um, wherever his high school is. Not, oh God, now I'm just blanking. They went to the Sweet 16 this year. They, they actually went to the, the Final Eight. Anyway, he's the coach there, his hometown. Where <laughs> and he, he's doing a great job. Where right? he played. Uh, now that's going to drive Come me Come on, Elijah Justice? Yes. Pikeville? Pikeville, thank you, God. Um, <laughs> Ellis Miles, the new head coach at Fern Creek. I, I, say, I say that now. I think of a slap shot. There you go. <laughs> Ellis, Ellis Miles is the coach at Fern Creek. Yeah, yeah. Dewan yeah. Wheat was the coach at Valley. He's not anymore. He's not. Tony Williams was the coach at Doss for a while. Now he's not anymore. But like we've had a, a ton of former Cardinal I mean, players. Tony Branch once coached Seneca, did he not? I don't have no idea. But I, I think that I, I know there are more out there because people have reeled them off to me recently. But we got a lot of guys out there who are, who are high school coaches. They're all from at least I, can't, I, don't, where, I don't remember where Boo Brewer was from. Was he from Kentucky? I don't know. I don't either. I should know that because he was a favorite player of mine. If but, he is, probably Barstow. But I was thinking, I was going to say, but all the ones you named are mostly local kids just coming back home, right? I mean, Ellis isn't from here. That's true. He's from Compton, yeah. I think only one of them was, I think Elijah Justice is kind of the only one. Like Michael Baffour is from, I think, Frankfurt. Well, he's a walk-on. Or Lexington. Known. Well, he's still Kentucky, though. Yeah, but I mean, he's not back home. <laughs> well, it's 
the state. Yeah. <laughs> it all counts, right? I guess. As long as it's you're inside the, the borders. I think, yeah, one of those seven is, is fits your description. <laughs> I mean, I'm using my description. I'm using the boundaries like well, like, too. like Louisville does with their, their attendance numbers and everything. I mean. Texas says, uh, TK, all food is really salty. I like Arby's as much as the next man, but you got to look at the nutrition facts sometime. No, he doesn't. He's never going to. Listen, for, yeah, first of all, if you're going to fast food places to eat, never look at the nutrition facts. Why would you do that? That's like reading a spoiler before a movie. You just you don't need to know it. You don't want to know it. I don't want to know it. I don't want to know how they're. I don't. I, I, I just want. I just want a burger. I don't want to see them slaughtering the cow. I just just get put cheese on the damn thing. Grow up some bacon. Slip it on two pieces of bread and hand it over. Texas says Trevor gives off Joe Rogan vibes. Everyone attacks you if you don't think exactly like they do. Ignore the attempted overthrow of the government. LOL. I do on Twitter. <laughs> eh, not really. Texas says there is something even more satisfying uh, when a game when a bad call goes your way. I actually kind of agree with this. Like when it first happened, because hey, spoiler, I think he was he's, he's out a second. Seeing the video, I think he was probably out. I was upset because I wanted it to be a clean victory, and who's to say you know. Who's to say the the ninth inning, if he is called out, doesn't go exactly the same way that that inning ended? Levi Usher starts it with a single. Cam Masterman belts a home run. Boom, we're tied. Who knows what happens after that? We have all the momentum. We could win anyway. But we when would. It, when it, uh, sure. We, we, we would have won anyway. We had four <laughs> outs left, three outs left. We would have been fine. But when it happened, I'm like, eh, that kind of sucks. Like, I don't, I don't want there to be any controversy. But seeing the Michigan fans just spasm and cry uncontrollably all over our line – it, very quickly, I changed my, my my whole tone. I was like, I wish there had been 50 bad calls in this game. I want more tears. I want you. To, I want this to be as painful as possible for you because you guys are so bleeping annoying. There's never been a fan base that has more of an undeserved sense of arrogance than Michigan fans slash just Michigan people in general. And I saw... Oh, my I think my you've been favorite with podcast Trevor and his Ohio love there a little bit too. Little no, bit. no, no, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> I, mean, I saw a whole thread of like, why is it always us? Like dating back to the 1971 Rose Bowl and then what? the, the 2013 <laughs> national title. And all I want to do is find the clip of the 89 national title. Like the only thing that you've won in basketball was the direct product of maybe the most abysmal call in the history of not just the national title game, but the entire NCAA tournament. That's the only reason why you have a national title and Seton Hall doesn't. So shut the hell up. What happened in the 71 Rose Bowl? Who cares? <laughs> I'm assuming Michigan got beat. It probably, you know what it was? If I went back and watched it, it probably would be exactly like that Coach K call that they're like, Oh my god! Like it was, a, he's there. Like I thought it was a charge, and they show it like fifty times. Like it's clearly a block. Like they got the call right. What are you guys bitching about? I mean, if anything, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, come on, dude. I don't have a dump button over here. Oh crap! I should have said that. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I mean, the, the one thing that I can tell you is that if you're Michigan, I mean, you're right. I mean, listen, don't give up tw- like thirty-one runs in nine and eight, whatever it was, seventeen innings. It, it was right here. They did lose the seventy-one Rose Bowl. Uh, <laughs> to Stanford, thirteen to twelve. Oh my God! <laughs> First of all, newsflash: bad things happen. Bad bad luck is going to happen to your team, and it's going to happen to you and for you, no matter who you root for. It's inevitable. We'll, we can we got it. We got it going our way last night. It didn't go our way against Cal Fullerton one year. It may not go our way. It may not, this weekend. It may not go our way against A and M. Probably not because they cheat down there in College Station. The bubbles are coming. But <laughs> get ready. <laughs> I'm going to hate bubbles after this weekend. 
I'm, I'm just going to get that damn soccer fight song. The lovely bubbles in her head. You never heard? No. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm going to shut up, Trevor. Uh, but the thing is that if you're Michigan, maybe face the fact. As you mentioned, 89, Ramil Robinson. I forget who made the, they called the foul. I think it was Johnny Horton, maybe. but uh, Or Johnny Morton. But the fact is, is that Michigan, you kind of sold your soul for that one title in 89 and getting that call. And this is the reap the benefits, buddy. And by the way, reap this, it. The spot was good. Sorry. You got beat straight up by Ohio State. There was no. Like, I'm sorry. If you take. Which Ohio State game are you complaining about? The, 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 the one, won? the fourth down call, was it three years ago, where they, they claimed that they actually like, picked it up and then they called it like an inch short? Like, if you want. Here's the thing. Like, spotting footballs in NFL, college, high school, whatever. There's no exact science to it. It's the dumbest thing that we do in sports. We just the fact that there hasn't been a better, smarter, more sophisticated system to do this blows my mind. When we have, I mean, we we our video games talk to us. Like you can walk into a room and say, "Hey, Xbox," and it'll turn on and be like, "What's up?" Like we have all this technology, and the best thing that we can come up for football when a dude gets has like seven guys piled up on him is like taking it and placing it in the general vicinity of where he was when he was on the ground and acting like we can get this down to the millimeter. And so all these Ohio State and Michigan fans that have, like, zoomed in on this and done the Subruder film thing where it's like, actually, the ball was right here when his knee hit. Like, sorry, spot was good. Gain an extra half yard if you want this to be not a thing. Sorry you beat by Ohio State every single time. Ooh, I just read how they lost that Rose Bowl. Was it a bad call? They they, they recovered a, a late in the game. They recovered a Stanford fumble near midfield facing a fourth down. Michigan attempted a 42-yard field goal. The game tied 10-10. The kick was short, and Stanford safety Jim Ferguson caught the ball and attempted to run it out of the end zone. I thought they lost thirteen to six. No, it was, they lost twelve to ten. Oh, but uh, and <laughs> they lost twelve to ten because on that game-winning field goal, the Stanford guy caught it and tried to run out of the end zone. Michigan tackled him before, and they ruled it a safety, giving Stanford the two points. <laughs> And that's how they lost. So the Michigan guy tried to run it out. No, the Stanford guy caught it and tried to run out of the end zone. But the Michigan guy tackled him before he got out of the end zone, and they recorded. They, they labeled it. As how safe. would that be a safety for Stanford? I have no idea. It says that what was it was. I, by what Stanford. you just said makes no sense. Maybe that's why they have reasons to to be mad about it. I mean, that's that there's no way that that would be what happened. I love <laughs> replays. Clearly showed that Ferguson. That's the player. Had forward progress for the four. To well, the I don't four. care. Like, if you can tackle it in your own end zone for two points for your own team, then everybody would just take safeties on every time they could. Like, that. that's clearly not what happened. I'm telling We're you. We're going to have to look up what happened. Okay. We're going to have to look up what happened. Um, Texture says, they also prefer to play We Like to Party after home runs, which I prefer because it's so annoying to the opponents or after runs. Hmm. Hmm. Said I missed most of the show, so it might have been relevant. But what was that outro? Oh, 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 oh! I will spend the afternoon looking. Oh, that's that. Yeah, that's a text from last week when you played the Jungle Boy song. Oh yeah, that was called Tarzan Boy. People were really into that. Oh, and, and you're right. That did take Michigan up twelve to ten. Stanford didn't kick the field goal to win the game thirteen twelve. Yeah, I still don't really understand what happened. But. I don't know why Michigan. So why is Michigan upset that they got they got a safety? Who cares? They're just upset constantly. <laughs> so said, when do they start doing the Lamar hockey jersey after the game? Also, why I like it, but just curious. Yeah, I'd never seen that before either. Did you see that yesterday? Cam Asterman was wearing like the Lamar Jackson hockey jersey. Mm-hmm. I guess they give it to like the most valuable player after games. But I, I, it was something I didn't know about either. I did not know that. Um, Texture says Michigan sucks. They ignore the fact that the ump behind the plate was squeezed the strike zone on our pitchers the entire time after the rain delay. I can go back. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like the all the Michigan fans were pointing to the pitch before 
Cam Masterman going deep, which I had not seen live. I did see that. Which is close. It's, there's no question about it. But that ump had been, like, the entire game for both sides, extremely tight. The announcers got really quiet on that picture, like, oh, okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> but the thing that, that bothered me about the way that Michigan fans were reacting to that, like they're like, oh, he was walking back to the dugout. Even Masterman thought he was out. I'm like, well, no, his dugout was the other way. Like, he... He's when he when he backs off, he's walking towards the Michigan dugout. He's resetting himself. He's not going towards the Louisville dugout because he thinks he struck out. You guys, you guys I don't think you were watching the game because if you had been, you know where the dugouts are. Uh, Texas says, "Oh my God, it's the guy." It's the guy. It's the guy who's always so mad. He sent. He, What's he mad about right now? He sent in like seventeen texts already today. I, today, I can't, I can't. I mean, is there cursing? He's mad. Can you sum it up? Yeah, give me kind of a quick summary of what he's mad about. I mean, he, this guy has literally sent in, I'm not even joking, 15 tweets during the show. One of these days, Louisville will win a big game and actually earn it instead of getting bailed out by the refs. He's, he's just doing this to get reaction, and we're giving it to him now. Hey, Rutherford, you still have a year until meaningful card sports, basketball and football not winning anything. New segment, Financials with Trevor. How does a man who works three hours a day and buy DoorDash twice a day make ends meet in today's world? It's crazy to me that <laughs> oh, grown men are watching really kids play with there. aliens and Stranger Things. Like Stranger, Yeah, we're the only people who watch Stranger Things. <laughs> One of these days, you'll get a producer to put you on the air at the right time and eliminate the dead air coming back from breaks. Did uh, Trevor say the Grand Canyon is in Colorado? I don't think he did. Part of it is, isn't it? Trevor, I'm eating a bacon Swiss. Yeah, doesn't he go through Colorado and Arizona? Yeah, it does. Goes through both states, yeah. I mean, it's primarily in Arizona, but it, it, it stretches, stretches. I actually watched a documentary on it, but uh, Rose, about the, uh, Theodore Roosevelt in the Great Canyon. Do Louisville fans get so excited about baseball because there are no other sports that win at Louisville? I mean, what have we not beaten Kentucky in this year besides football? Men's basketball, last win goes to us. Women's basketball, boom. Volleyball, boom. Uh, what did we just say? Baseball, boom. I think I'm assuming both swimming, boom. I would assume every other sport, probably. Boom, besides men's soccer. How does a, how does a man who sends so many texts to show afford to pay his cell phone bill when he apparently has no job because he's sitting there texting us all day? An undeserved sense of arrogance, LMAO. Louisville hasn't done anything in a decade, and look at you idiots on Twitter. I mean, we won a national title less than a decade ago. Boom, you can watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Suck it. You idiots <laughs> talk about going YouTube. to a Final Four next year, and you don't have a, nobody's talking about going to a Final Four. This guy's the dumbest person who texts in the show. <laughs> Well, he has to listen because he's commenting. On he's he's reacting to everything. He's spending an hour of his day reacting to everything that we sent in. It sounds like me when I listen to a KRC podcast at midnight. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, that's how I am when I listen. That's why I don't try to listen. I can't listen to as much because I end up sending like 50 texts in. Oh, this is what so – here's what KRC took shots at us for. Okay, I'm interested. Scoot said it was actually TK's fault for the show not broadcasting on time yesterday. Which is a blatant lie. How is that my fault? He said TK should have checked it instead of smoking in the parking lot for 15 minutes. Uh, TJ and Nick said Mike is an old man in his 40s. Okay. Not, neither thing are, are true. First Not of in my all, 40s. Look, I love you, Scoots, but when I when I call, I talked to Scoots last night. Do you know what he had the audacity to say to me for for as an excuse of why we we weren't able to get on the air because he forgot to undo something? You didn't remind me enough. You didn't you like, call him twice? <laughs> I sent him a couple text messages. I called him and I sent him one at like at like two forty five as well. And I told him this: I could have walked in here at two o'clock, two forty, two fifty three. It didn't matter. I wouldn't have known if that was unmuted and little you know pulling the curtain here on, on the technical things. There's until we were trying to be on the air, like because I could connect to the Comrex through that studio easily. I didn't know it was. Um, I didn't know he'd left it muted until we tried to play audio. I would have it interrupted the national broadcast of the news station before us, which 
some people probably wouldn't have cared that and to test the audio. I wouldn't. I couldn't have known until three oh five. Scoots, you came in. And you told me you like. We're gonna find out if Scoots earned his paycheck today. You're like, I called him twice. I reminded him twice. Yeah, we'll find out. He's like, I got my doubts, and sure enough, boom. I like how he sent us a picture today, telling us it's all. He good. did. He sent texted us both yeah. with the, the actual picture of him, like going on, showing up. <laughs> that just goes to show that it was Scoots' fault. I partially wanted to reply with "wrong pod, man, wrong one," <laughs> just to screw with them. But yeah. I was like, yeah, never mind. All right, we have a lot more text. We got to go to break. When we come back, we will talk about Courtney Ramey. We'll get into this roster. What, what's going on? We Who's also available? Guess uh, next. Oh, time. we've got Nick Curran coming up at four fifteen as well. We've got uh, <laughs> Nick Curran coming on, talking about all the greatest and the latest stuff happening over at Slugger Field with the Louisville Bats. John's in India is playing tonight. Jonathan India in town. We got 80s night coming up. It's going to be another yep. big time week slash weekend out there at Slugger Field. I will talk with Nick Kern at that, about that coming up at 4.15. And then we'll take more of your text as well and get into the Courtney Ramey stuff once we talk to Nick. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday here on 1450 The Big X. Second hour here of the Mike Rutherford Show. Okay, I, I told you the story about the the Courier Journal writer, I guess, that's named Philip Bailey. Yeah, I know Philip, and I, I don't know who he. I never knew him. <laughs> I was, I guess, he was doing like re, we, he was doing something out of our studio, which, and I was like, the, the dude was like, "Can you run the board for this? They're gonna do like broadcast something somewhere else, but use our studio." I'm like, "Yeah." And uh, I didn't. He didn't even tell me. He's like, he just said somebody from the Courier Journal, and I get me introduced. Him. I was like, "Hey, I'm Philip Bailey," and I'm just like. I'm an easy lover. And I start saying, and only the guy who knew Philip Bailey was. No way he would have gotten it. <laughs> I'm like, no. you're Philip Bailey. Or Flynn Fire. He's like, no, I'm Philip Bailey from Fern Creek or something like that. I'm like, no. I had teachers in high school who would make Mike Rutherford <laughs> Genesis jokes to me when I had no idea what they were talking about. But he's, just, he's a little bit more, this was just like, I mean, I guess this has been about eight or nine years probably since this happened. But, I mean, he's, he was adult enough, to, I think, that would, he should know maybe Philip. I mean, just remi- reminds me of my law school joke when they talking about the case. They're like, so she moves out there. She doesn't like L.A. Nobody likes L.A. And I say from the, the, the group, like three rows up, I'm like, Randy Newman does. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> it's when I knew I wasn't going to be a lawyer. Right there was the moment. I'm like, I made a mistake. I shouldn't be here. I don't belong here. These are not my people. Yeah, this this was the very beginning of me meeting him, too. And then I had another hour of being on doing like radio with him. I'm like, this is going to be awkward. This guy already takes some stuff. We're off to a terrible start. I mean, can you not get a worse start? This guy just looking at me like I'm just totally insane. I'm screaming easy lover at him. Have you seen the story (laughs) of, we're going to have Nick Curran coming on here in a a couple of minutes to talk a little bad stuff. And also, we'll pick his brain. I'm sure he was paying attention yesterday to the action out at Jim Patterson Stadium, so we can talk to him a little bit about that. They've got 80s and 90s night coming up. I know. We're going to talk about all that good stuff. It's going to be fun. Did you see the story about a four-year-old in Montana who spent two full days by himself he was lost he wandered off um ended up being okay he was in good spirits apparently healthy although hungry thirsty and cold now a four-year-old survived two days in the great outdoors in montana by himself my question is do you think you could survive two days outdoors in montana by yourself no the four-year-old's gonna top unless i get a big montana from arby's to take with me look at his face 
kids saw some stuff out there. <laughs> Those eyes are wide. I'm glad he's okay. It's I not can, funny. I but could have seen more in life than I have in 42 years. The picture is just like, <laughs> I, the first thing I thought was like, what did he see out there? <laughs> I mean, out in the wilderness. First of all, where are the parents? I... <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, are these the McAllisters? That's exactly what I was. Thinking. Did they move to Montana? <laughs> I mean, how do you not? I mean, it's Montana. It's not like I mean, how, how do, you, do you? Can you not put a fence up? Use the same thing you keep your cattle in with. I mean, what, what, I don't know. I, how, I, how do you let your four-year-old just wander off into the middle of the wilderness? I don't know. I mean, what, 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 a little wolf grab him and carry him? Did he? Did he jump on the back of a bison? All good questions. <laughs> I'm wearing my Montana State Bobcat shirt today, by the way. I was going to ask you yeah. who that was. Go Bobcat. So stand up and cheer, is that right? Stand up and cheer. Uh, real quickly, before we get into current on, we do now know the dates and times for this weekend series against Texas A&M. I'm glad it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and not one of the Saturday, Sunday, Mondays. Uh, we'll talk more about Texas A&M a little bit later in the show, uh, them specifically, what they've done, what they, what they do well, how annoying their fans are. But the game, Bubbles. first game, Friday, June 10th, 8.30 start time. Not exactly ideal for us here on the, the, the East Coast where Jesus pays attention, but 8.30 start time. It's going to be on ESPNU. That'll be a late night. Saturday. I'm just, you know what? I'll take it as long as it's on ESPNU and not ESPN+. Plus. Well, all the super regional games are going to be on national TV. Oh, okay. Okay. You're, you're going to get one of the, the major networks. Gotcha. Okay. Saturday, June 11th, start time, 3 p.m., dead center of the day. ESPN 2 will have game two, and then game three uh, will be to be decided. They typically wait and see how the other series plays out. To, I love these times. It's going to be good for us. For them down there, I don't know if you saw the temps. Friday, the high in College Station, 104 degrees. Saturday, 104 degrees. Like Sunday, 104 degrees. It's going to be like the Junction Boys out there or whatever. It gets it, it does get a little bit cold out there. Not not cold, but it definitely cools off significantly once the sun sets. Well, of course, yeah. So 830, like the lowest 77 on Friday, but that game on Saturday. <sighs> Hydrate, boys. Nothing's more insane than when you, if you've ever been to through like a desert area and it's like 108 in the daytime and at night it's like 30 degrees it's it still blows it's, my mind it, it's insane that I've, and i've been in there and it's just like you just, you just it's crazy how to watch how drastically it changes just in 12 hours um we're gonna have nick kern coming on which you want you may give him a call go ahead and give him a call 415 okay. we don't want to leave you can't leave nick kern waiting it's a tuesday we love him. he's got stuff to do he's ready uh, he's got to hear me between doing innings all the rest of the night he- we will talk about the, <laughs> the the trevor magic that's currently going on with the louisville bats uh bats taking on charlotte tonight 705 first pitch out at louisville slugger field you'll be able to hear all that good action right here on 1450 the big x as you do every single week with the the louisville bats you can hear all their action uh right here on the big x uh, bats again with trevor at the helm three straight wins if they win tonight hmm Four straight. Uh, this, this is the start of, and Nick explained it to me the last time we had him on. I was like, I feel like we're playing the same team over and over and over again. Minor league baseball has gone to a, a system to kind of limit travel and keep things more consistent where they play the same team. Series last six games. So it makes sense for their purposes. We're going to start the first of six with Charlotte. We've got $1 menu night tonight. Wine slush Wednesday uh, on Wednesday. Happy hour, of course, on Thursday. Family four pack on Friday. Fireworks on Saturday. Pre-game, post-game run for the with the uh, run the bases with the kids on Sunday. All that good stuff is going down out there at Slugger Field. I never did the run the bases when I went to games. I didn't either. I would have loved to. I, I wish I could. I wonder if I can do it. I mean, can I walk the bases now? I'd love to just run the bases right now. I haven't done it in forever. I've got, I've got pool now down there. Maybe I, can, maybe I can pull some strings. Maybe Nick can hook it up. I don't think I've run a base since like the last time I played softball. It's it's fun to do. 
I don't think you barely ran. I didn't run a base when I played baseball. Mm-hmm. I was I was like I was like the white Cecil fielder at St. Matthews in, in Linden Ballparks. That sounds about right. That's, <laughs> Nick is ready. If it's not leaving the park, I'm not. Uh, I'm not running. Oh, I'm Pete Incavi. I'm swinging. I'm swinging We've away. got uh, you know him well. You know his voice. You hear him calling games all over the city. It's Nick Kern. He's back on the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. Uh, Nick, how are you, my friend? Doing well, Mike. How are you? Doing well. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about the bats here in a second, but as somebody, you know, we've heard you on, obviously, the women's basketball broadcast for UofL. We've heard you on some of the men's basketball broadcasts. You, you've called Louisville games across the board. I'm assuming you were at least paying a little bit of attention to what was going on, not just yesterday, but the entire weekend out there at Jim Patterson Stadium. Quite the regional, quite the finish. Cards are going to the Super Regionals. Your basic thoughts on, on what took place out there? No, I, it was uh, it was awesome. Uh, was had a chance to the off day yesterday. Had a chance to tune in a little bit, both uh, both on the radio and and uh, and TV, and uh, looked like an incredible uh, atmosphere out there all weekend long. And and what a way to end it! And uh, cool connection with this series that the bathroom about to start with with Charlotte. Um, Jack Payton was obviously at the center of. A lot of, I guess, controversy uh, in the A's yesterday. And um, his brother, Mark, an outfielder, uh, played for the Bass and Reds last year. Is back in town now uh, playing as a Charlotte Knight. So kind of a cool connection to this series. And uh, we'll have to find out if, if Mark had a chance to, I don't know when Charlotte got in, if he had a chance to, to be over there or what. But uh, pretty crazy stuff and really happy for the cards and looking forward to, to following the Super Regional next weekend. Very cool. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about the the big, I guess, story in the Bats world. Since Trevor Kelsey took over the board, Bats are 3-0. and Trevor Kelsey magic, how far can this take us? I don't know. Uh, I don't know that we're 3-0. Uh, I actually think we're 3-1. and Oh, no. But that's... I think I'm pretty sure. Technically, he's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've got the records here. I believe we are three and one. Uh, but, but, but um, that's still pretty good. Uh, and we would take winning three out of every four games. Um, uh, well, I guess we'll find out how far it could uh, it could take us. Uh, if 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 we continue to win, I think he's going to be locked in for a lot of long days uh, through basically the end of September. Do you need me to tell him to shut up in between innings? How, how annoyed are you with Trevor not to, just not not shutting up when you're trying to like get yourself ready between innings? Not 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 uh, not annoyed at all. Uh, there were a couple times I had to leave to hit the restroom or get a drink of water, and I don't know if he knows. Uh, but but uh, but yeah, it's great, and uh, we'll see how annoyed Jim Kelch is tonight because it'll be the first game that that uh, Trevor will be back there with, with Kelchie on the call as well. I look forward to. His reaction. Oh, that's I, I hope he prepared him. By the way, Nick has dead promised me when I bring the good luck when when the bats win the title, I will get a replica ring. There it is. He has guaranteed yeah. that. Oh, I guarantee you, we will find you a replica ring if we win a championship. Uh, with the the current bats lineup that we're going to see tonight, seven oh five first pitch out there at Slugger Field. Lot of familiar names to Cincinnati Reds fans. You've got Max Schrock batting cleanup. You've got Jose Barrero batting fifth, but probably most notably of all, making his uh, his return to the Louisville Bats, reigning NL Rookie of the Year, Jonathan India, in the lineup tonight. These are exciting times when you look at that Bats lineup. It is. Uh, people excited about Jonathan India, the, the Rookie of the Year, as you mentioned, and uh, actually his first time in AAA ever. Uh, tonight will be his AAA oh, debut. Wow. He skipped 
They skipped Triple uh, A. Probably would have been a bad in 2020 had there been a season, but uh, there wasn't, and so he wasn't. And uh, obviously, the rest is history with him going to the big leagues last year and um, a couple of stints on the injured list this year. Looking forward to seeing um, him and, and hopefully healthy. I think we're going to see him for about seven innings in the field tonight. And, um, yeah, I know a lot of folks excited about it and, and largely excited about him possibly getting back to help that big league team soon. But um, it will be cool to see him in a Bats uniform for the first time. And, and Donovan Solano as well has been on the Reds injured list all year, and this will be his Reds organization debut tonight, as it were. Um, was injured right out of spring training and a guy who was a Silver Slugger Award winner in 2020 as a Giant. So um, a lot of storylines in the lineup tonight for uh, for the bats and a lot of stuff baseball-wise to pay attention to. should be a fun night and a, and a fun week. We're talking Louisville Bats here with Nick Kern, the voice of the bats. You can catch him every time the bats are taking the field right here on 1450 The Big X. Um, I know Redbirds weekend coming up. I saw the jerseys. Those are looking fantastic. The fans love the throwbacks. People are excited about this. Uh, how much do you get into the Redbirds stuff? Oh, I, I love it. Um, definitely... Uh, definitely a big part of my childhood going out to, to Cardinal Stadium and, and uh, watching games out there was always a treat when my dad would like pick me up from school or something like that and say, hey, we're going to go to the game, um, was awesome. And so uh, the replicas are cool. They have the, the colored seats, of course, which I think are, um, you know, what I remember largely, like like what sec- like where are we sitting? Are we in the blue seats? Are we in the red seats? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's how you marked where you were going to be. Um, the Astro turf and, and all that. So it was, uh, it was a pretty big part of, uh, of my childhood. And, um, I'm excited for the weekend wearing jerseys that sort of pay homage to the 1982 Redbirds, the year, um, that baseball returned to, to Louisville. And, uh, as you mentioned, re- replica giveaway to the first 2000 through the gates, Friday night and Saturday night fireworks after both of those games too. 80s night Friday, like 80s theme music and stuff throughout the game. 90s night on Saturday, so kind of catching both decades of the Redbirds, which is cool. And and uh, I, I don't think I once was able to get an autograph from Macho Man Randy Savage at a Redbirds game, oh. uh, which was cool. No professional wrestlers here, but that was always uh, a memory from Cardinal Stadium that sticks out in my mind as well. Now, Nick, we have a sort of odd history on the show of speaking things into existence. And Trevor has been making this claim that during the game last week where Chris Oakey wound up hitting for the cycle, that he had brought up early in that game the cycle promotion that the Bats do, and that it just so happened, like an hour and a half later, the Bats' number eight hitter goes on and hits for the cycle. Can you confirm or deny this story of Trevor Kelsey? No, that did happen. Uh, Trevor did bring that up. He's like asking me if I'd ever seen a cycle and that sort of thing. And he's like, it would be crazy if someone hit for the cycle. And then Oki did, in fact, finish off hitting for the cycle. So um, he did bring it up. I can't remember how deep Oki was into it, how many how many uh, hits he had at that point, but but that is a true story from Trevor. So we've got uh, you know, Charlotte in town for the first of six tonight. you got the standard $1 menu night. you got One Slush Wednesday coming up. What other things do fans have to look forward to coming up during this homestand out at, there at Slugger Field? Uh, it's, it is jam-packed. We've got... Um, Tonight, Muhammad Ali Festival week, kind of here in, in the city, um, celebrating the champ, obviously. We will have uh, our own festivities here tonight. A lot of members of the Ali family will be here. Um, so that'll be really cool if you get out here tonight. A lot of stuff throughout the game. Thursday night, of course, is the $2 beer happy hour, but the Indianapolis Colts caravan will be here. 
Um, Quiddy Pay, defensive end for the Colts, will be here signing autographs, and the Colts cheerleaders and mascot will be here. So that'll be a cool thing if you're a Colts fan and you want to get a, your fill and, and sort of uh, your fix of that in the middle of the summer. Um, they'll be here, and then Friday and Saturday, 40th anniversary weekend, as we talked about, fireworks after both games. And um, Friday night's Girl Scout night, there's a camp out on the field after the game, a pregame parade. It's also Southern Indiana night, which is a big thing we do here uh, every year sort of celebrating our, our friends from across the river uh, who get a chance to come out to a game for some discounted tickets. And um, there's just, uh, I, I mean, Sunday Military Appreciation Day, uh, active duty military, former military, and their immediate families can get in for free with a military ID. Um, so there's a ton going on. This is one of the busier homestands of the year so far, and uh, just looking forward to, to seeing it all this weekend. And, um Plenty to do, and and that Gene Roof and Jim Adusi will be here. A couple of Redbirds pass. Uh, they will be here on on Saturday night signing autographs as well as part of all of that. So um, it's a big week, and looking forward to it. And and then for Charlotte, you've got Mark Payton as mentioned, Brandon Finnegan, a former Bat and Red as well, and um, and you've got uh, both Cade McClure and Lincoln Ensman, a couple of a uh, couple of former. Louisville Cardinals on this Charlotte roster, so a lot, a lot of storylines this week. Plenty of reasons to make it out to the ballpark at, the, at some point over the next six days. Uh, he's Nick Curran, voice of the bats. You love him. Follow him on Twitter at Nick Curran thirty five. Uh, Nick will be hearing from you soon. Thanks so much for the time, bud. Thanks, appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, hearing from Trevor tonight. There it is. He's going to be excited. He's geared up, ready to go. Trevor, you, you, you've you been lying. You've been saying this three-game win streak, which I guess technically is true. What is the three-game win streak? you've been making it sound like you've been undefeated. Well, I, I mean, didn't realize they lost the first game that you did the board. Well, uh, yeah, but the first game I did the board was kind of on a whim because that was the, the Douglas call-in night. So it doesn't count. It doesn't count, yeah. You're it wiping was, it out. I, I, I wasn't scheduled to do it that night. Okay, so when you've been locked in. Which is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The team has not lost. You are yeah, locked in tonight. And, and yes, I'm locked in tonight. 4-0. We need to go 4-0 here. I mean, I, I, I kid you not. I mean, as much as I would love to, to some, and obviously I enjoy hearing Nick call the games and everything, but you know, I wouldn't mind you know, passing the, the baton on for an occasional game here and there. I mean, it's six nights a week. I mean, it's a lot. Not that I have a life or anything, but... But I mean, still, you got stuff you want to do. You got, that and you got movies to watch. I get paid on salary. I don't get anything extra for doing these. Stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> it's not to be greedy or anything. But yeah, and, yeah, and I got me and I got movies to watch. You know, and I could take my PS4 up there, but it's kind of hard to lug that whole thing up there. So, yeah. um, it's a big, big problem. But I will. Oh, yeah, I mean, seriously, I'm dealing with a lot of bleep here. People. We're dealing with some serious bleep. Yeah, I mean, candlesticks make a great gift. I will say this though: if they continue winning, and I and Nick knows this. I've told him. I will keep. I'll, I'll do it as long. You don't believe with a winning streak. How much of a winning streak? Do you not do it? I don't even care if I. It, I can get laid. I'm not messing with a winning streak. And well, maybe if I get laid, I might do. But no, 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 no. The no, biggest no, lie you've ever no, told. No, no, nope, nope. Straight I, lie. No, I will support my bats. Uh, and I will keep doing. It, and I will get that replica ring. Yes, I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I do enjoy listening to the crowds and the music at the stadiums. I told him, I don't know if you know this, but the they played the Braves Miley team. It's Genuette uh, or whatever. Gwinnett. Gwinnett, yeah. I always can't Stripers. Remember. Yeah, which I didn't know that was a fish. I thought they were called stripers because like pinstripes. Stripe show. Yeah. 
And before they're as they lead into their game, and I know this on this on Friday, they play Archie. We ready? And I and I told Nick right off the bat, I was like, dude, that's not cool. That's our song. How dare they do that? Be they have no right to play that. I don't care if he is from Atlanta. You know, that's ours. And then as soon as I mentioned that, you know, we won Friday. I come in Saturday and I go, I hear him playing again. I'm like, did they not learn their lesson yesterday? Did I not tell them that's our song? And he's like, he's like, yeah, they kind of play it all the time. I'm like, yeah, but he's like, but Douglas never knows. He's like, Douglas is too nice. I'm not. Revenge. And then on Sunday, what did they have the audacity to do before Played that game? Again. Lost again. I mean, obviously, it's just like, if you stop talking back or you're not going to get slapped. Now, Nick mentioned that it's uh, they, they have Southern Indiana night coming up at the ballpark. I've got to bring up the fact, my... You know, my adopted Southern Indiana team, the New Albany Bulldogs, because only because they follow me on Twitter. <laughs> they got beaten the the quarterfinals of the state tournament to should, Columbus East. Should have gone to a replay. 3-2. Heartbreaker. I think Columbus East cheated. Columbus didn't even in Indiana. It's, it's an Ohio, I never got that it's one It's an Ohio either. team. How far east do you had to go? Get out of my face. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about what I think the text line wants us to talk about, this Courtney Ramey situation. What's going on with the Louisville basketball roster? Are we ever going to get new players? Uh, we'll dive into that coming up. We'll take your text as well at 502-414-1450. Hour number two of the Mike Rutherford Show rolls on next after this. Get the more I like it. Oh, I like this. I like this album. But not mention also uh, a little tragic kingdom. Uh, Gwen Stefani, who was once in a relationship with Bradley Knoll Sublime. Oh. Uh, Bradley Knoll actually contributed a lot to that first that album. Really? They talk about in the behind the music how he, I can't remember what song it was. Like they, he went in a room and like twenty minutes later he came out and he had like two songs written for the album. Jeez. And uh, very, very sad. This is actually a concert, though, live uh, from Red Rocks in 1996. I assumed it was a Red Rocks based yeah. on the theme, which Nin- is good. What's, I mean, it's 20, 1996. This is from... I mean, they were a huge 26. deal when I was in sixth grade. Was like yeah, when, that's when the, no all, doubt became the, big. The, the, the ska movement came out in, in pop. You had Blink-182, Sublime had just started to, to blossom before his death. And uh, those bands just started kind of booming, yes, from that California ska sound. Uh, we've talked a lot about the baseball team, celebrated yesterday, drank some tears of Michigan fans. We'll continue to do that because it's fun. It's always fun. It's great fun. I mean, it's been a fantastic 24 hours or so around here. It was about 24 hours ago yesterday, or 24 hours ago, period, when the movement started. We started talking about dances, turned the entire tide of the game, and then by right around 5 o'clock, we were celebrating a victory. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, but we want to talk about the men's basketball roster right now, notably, specifically, what the hell's going on? If anything, what are we doing? Um, there are, if you look at Jeff Go, and I know r- these rankings are subjective, so you can take them for what they're worth. But both twenty four seven sports, not two four seven sports, 
and Jeff Goodman put out lists of, I think Goodman actually ranked the top 101 players available in the transfer portal. 24-7 Sports ranked the top 100 players in the transfer portal. The 24-7 Sports list has four of those players still available. Goodman's list has five. Both of those lists, both both of those you know, remaining players that I, I'm talking about have Courtney Ramey and Imani Bates. My point is this. If you don't get Ramey, if you don't get Ramey or Bates, if you don't get one of them, there's not a whole lot else out there right now. And I think none of those players besides Ramey and Bates are guards. So we're going to have to dip pretty low. Now, I, let's talk about the report. There are two different reports that are out there saying the same thing. Or you continue, I was going to say, but I mean, is it are these guys good or are they just what's best of what's left? Well, what do you mean? Like you're talking about these are the two Ramey and, and Bates, for example, the two top rated transfer guys still out there, but that's just because they're the only ones still left out there. Well, I mean, yeah, Bates is number one on the list though for 24 seven. If you're wondering, uh, Ramey is number 48. But we're talking about yeah guys that are still available. But my point is, if you don't get one of these guys, you're getting somebody that's outside the top 100. So <laughs> you you keep like, going down the list. Yeah, whether you think these my whole guys point are is that not. there's nobody else out there right now. Like like there's no there are no players available. Like, like we have we've just been waiting for the last two months saying, well, it's the transfer portal. It's easier to rebuild rosters. You're going to get some guys out there because like 33 percent of players in college basketball are transferring, and some of these guys who are going pro are going to pull their names out of the draft, and we're going to get guys. Guys are out there. Well. There aren't that many guys out there anymore. We, depending on who you talk to, and I, you never know who to believe. I don't have a direct line to the, to the team anymore. I, I, I don't know what the thought process has been. I don't know who they've reached out to and who they haven't reached out to. Did you just admit that Mac was your source? No. <laughs> I mean, there were, there were a lot of coaches on that staff. There were a lot of players on that staff, uh, on that team. D- depending on who you talk to, there's been the sense that UofL kind of got picky at, at the beginning of this process and there were some guys that were interested in louisville who they kind of said eh, we, thanks but no thanks we're going to hold all, all out because we want this guy we think they're you know better guys are going to become available uh, a few weeks down the line and you look back and a lot of these players seem now to be guys who are going to be better than the players who we wind up getting now let's talk about there are two reports out there about courtney ramey both saying the same thing that he is down to arizona and west virginia some local people are disputing this. They're saying, you know, that's not true. Louisville's still very much in the mix. We'll find out about that. Nobody nationally is is coming out and saying Louisville still has a, a fighting chance. Not saying that that's not true, but it certainly doesn't make you all that confident. And what really doesn't make you confident is since day one, when Courtney Ramey announced that he was transferring, the smart money has seemed to, for whatever reason, have been on West Virginia. Everybody's been saying this the, the whole time, like he's going to be a Mountaineer, he'll be a Mountaineer, he's going to be a Mountaineer. All these Big 12 players just keep transferring to, it's the most incestuous conference in America, like they just keep transferring to other yeah. Big 12 schools. Um, maybe he's going to continue that trend. And I, I've made my thoughts on Courtney Ramey n- known. He's the best guard we can get right now, though. Like he is, there's nobody else out there who I, I think is is close to him in terms of skill or production at the college level. And you're now starting to see more national people recognize what our roster looks like. Like Jim Root, who I, I love, the three-man weave guys, they go as in-depth in college basketball as anybody you're going to find. They're starting their their summer previews, and he's like, he, he just retweeted somebody else, um, like this guy who runs a, another college basketball website, who said, is Louisville seriously only going to have one guard on its roster for next season? And Jim said, yeah, I got started my 2022-23 power rankings today with the ACC, and uh, yeah. This is an issue that Amani Bates is not going to fix. Like we are getting to a point now where even if you get Bates, 
you kind of have to hope that he's this superhuman guy that you thought he was going to be four years ago, right? Or mm. or else you're just going to be kind of a, a whatever team. Like, we've just been sitting around saying, well, they'll get guards. They're going to get guys. Let's not worry about it. We have to trust in Kenny Payne. And I, I think that's the mentality you still have to have if you expect this Louisville team to be you know, in the mix to make the NCAA tournament. But there's no other way to, to slice it. Like, pickings are slim out there. There just aren't that many guys available. Like, the that if you're looking at guards on – the the overall I think the rivals list of like the top 500 players available if you go down the line after Bates and Ramey you've got a guy who was a backup at Utah last year and then the fourth leading scorer for Boise State last year so there are guards out there though there are guards last year I mean but if you thought last year's guards weren't good enough to be Louisville caliber (laughs) we're talking about guys who are going to be rated universally lower than all of those guys were a year ago I'm just saying they're out there you may not be excited about them they may not move your needle we can find players to fill the roster out out. I mean let's be honest I mean a month ago three weeks ago two weeks ago Courtney Ramey wasn't moving anyone's needle at Louisville I mean, you yourself was like, eh. I was, but I think a lot of Louisville that, fans were very excited. And now it. you're, well, they're, they're making themselves get excited because they're fans. I mean, that's, and that's okay. That's what you I mean, do. That's no, I have no problem with that. And I think that's what you're doing with, with him now. Is I, think, I feel like, unfortunately, I just hope, and we may not get him, but if we do, I hope that doesn't affect the people that just have convinced themselves that whoever we get is going to be an impact guy. And, and, I don't know if this Courtney Ramey is going to be that guy. I mean, really, is there much? I know statistically, yes, you could say he was a starter. He put up numbers compared to a guy that was the backup at Utah. I mean, is I mean there, he's a he's a four is, year. Is there a huge gap between. I mean, yes. I mean, Ramey is a four year contributor slash starter at Texas, which went to the NCAA tournament, won a game last year. I mean, he was a, he's a he career on last year's team though. Yeah, he, he was. He oh, started, he started off the ball. He started the last three years at okay. Texas. Um, he's, he played off the ball last year with Andrew Jones and Marcus Carr You're in right, that backcourt. Yeah, he's a career uh, double figure scorer. He shoots about thirty five percent from three. Like I, I'll say the same thing I've been saying. He's a good, not great college basketball. He's player. He's a role player, and well, he, I think he'd be more than a role player here. But that's we would ask him to be, but that doesn't mean he isn't anything more than still a role player. He'd have to. I mean, everybody's a role player to a degree. He was the third or fourth best player on a good, not great Texas team last year. I think he's a good, not great college player at this point. We need good, not great college players. Like we, somebody's gonna have to score for this well, team. I don't think we need. You just need a guard right now. I mean, we I don't need, think we can be beggars. Can't really be choosers, right? I mean, I, Trevor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they can. If, if you're, if we're talking about this, not just being a team that's trying to fill out its roster, but who's going to be competitive in the ACC, you, you've got to get Courtney Ramey. Like at this point, it's him or basically nobody. If you get Courtney Ramey and Imani Bates and combine it with the nine players that you have right now, I think that at least gives you a chance. Tell me more about this third-string Boise State guard. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the territory that we're heading towards. You're making jokes, but like, I know that's where we're trending. If oh, you man. don't get Ramey, even if you get Bates, you've got three scholarships left. You you would assume you're going to have to use at least two of those on guards, and it's probably going to be a couple of guys that we've like never heard about. Plus, we're we're, we're, we're acting as if Bates is a gu- is a guard. I mean, you're kind of playing fast and loose with considering well, yeah. him a guard. I mean, he's just like the if you're considering him a guard, then Mike James is a guard, right? I he's mean. like he's like four other guys that we have on this roster. Yeah, like we are the roster is it's taking on an odd form and it's looking like we're getting closer and closer to its final form. And I don't really know what to do with that. I mean, maybe we're going to play just a a very unique style of basketball where we you know use a gigantic lineup and just. Pounded inside a bunch. I feel like we should not get out rebounded very few, very many times this season. We shouldn't. I mean, you would think so. It's 
the roster construction has been it's it's strange. And at this point, like if this were Chris Mack as the head coach, everybody would be panicking. Everybody would be going nuts. Everybody would be but we have this, you know, you know, we're still in the honeymoon stage with Kenny Payne and this entire staff. Chris Mack last year, yeah, not going in like first year. For Chris sure. Mack, yeah. I mean, hell, even with first year Chris Mack, I think people would be a little bit uh, very concerned about this roster construction. But with Kenny Payne, it just has to become trust in Kenny Payne. And I have yeah, – He uh, wins games in the sport. I, I've had to zigzag on this because when he first got the job, I said, I still think year one could be a little bit rough just because – I don't think he's going – you know, he had no chance to, to recruit the 2022 class outside of the guys who became available late in the game. He kept Kamari Lance, which he really had to do. That was a big win. And then he got Devin Ree, who became available because LSU fired Will Wade. He, there were a couple of other guys who flirted with Louisville and chose not to go here. But he really had no chance to make his input on that class, which is understandable. And then he's going out there and he's trying to convince transfers to come here when – Again, we don't know what the NCAA is going to do. We don't know if we're going to be eligible for the tournament. So my saying all along has been, I'm not going to judge Kenny Payne based on year one. As long as we're competitive and the style of basketball is good and the kids look like they're they're bought into the system and they're playing hard and they're, all that good stuff, I'm fine with that as long as we're killing it with 2023 and 2024. I mean, Because that's the expectation, you're right? You're still judging him. You're just giving him a little bit of leeway because of the circumstances. Exactly. I, I'm not going I mean, to judge. Gonna, you're always, well, you're going to technically, you're always going to judge. But I mean, there are things you can yeah. critique, but I, my point is it's not going to look the way that it's going to hopefully look in every season exactly. after this one. You're not going to make your final decision based on this one season, whether you are pro Kenny or not. Now, if we're getting our asses kicked and DJ Wagner and Bradshaw are going to UK and we're landing like the you know, fringe top 100 prospects in the 2023 class, then yeah, I'm going to be... Like, <laughs> then people will get a little bit more upset, yeah, but I don't. String Boise State guard looking pretty good. Then after I that. don't. I don't foresee that happening. I, I don't think that that's. I, I think we we like what we're hearing with the 2023 and 2024 classes. But do we have any point when that when we class? started getting in with like Tyrese Hunter when he had us on his short list when some of these other guys had us on his short list like I started kind of thinking okay like maybe we're going to be able to critique Kenny Payne as an actual head coach we're going to learn more about his coaching acumen his X's and O stuff how this entire staff does than I thought ordinarily because this looks like it should be a competitive roster we didn't get any of those guys Malachi Smith goes to Gonzaga Tyrese Hunter keeping it in the family at Texas um we we don't really get in with Isaiah Mosley because he doesn't want to play with Imani Bates um the you know we lose a couple of guys that we're rumored to be in on to to Kentucky we like just swing and miss with other McNeil never even makes it to campus before he, he commits to Ohio State. We'll see what happens with uh, some of these other prospects that we've been on on their list. My, my point is now I'm kind of back where I was originally. It was a roller coaster ride. Now I'm back to saying I don't want to freak out about this season if it goes poorly because it's not going to be the way that other seasons are with Kenny Payne. Now, if we're if we're like eight and twenty five or something like that, then yeah, you, you get a little bit worried. If it's like a Tom Crean debut season without the restrictions from the NCAA and we're winning two games in conference play, then you get a little bit nervous. But as of right now, like, I, I hope they overachieve. Like, I did not expect much from Chris Mack's first season. That team overachieved, I thought, dramatically to be a seven seed in the NCAA tournament. Would love to see the same thing. But if it doesn't happen, I, I'm not going to take it as this whole we hired the wrong guy. All the good vibes are gone. He's never going to hack it here. I'm just going to take it for what it is, which is a poorly constructed roster that got thrown together at the 11th hour because sometimes that happens. I can't imagine we'd be bad as Tom Green's first year. We, no, there's no way. That team was put there's together. There's no way they have won you, have you ever, you three ever seen, games. You ever seen the movie, to, uh, the movie Unnecessary Roughness? Yeah. That's how Cream put that team together. Like They were led by they got, they got Dumas. I think he's in prison now. They found him playing pickup ball on campus. They're like, you want to play on the team? He's like, sure. 
Man. <laughs> I had I did the board for that season. I listened to every Don, I, my, I almost wanted to send like a basket of cookies to Don Fisher at one point. Like I felt so bad for this guy. Doing Indiana this fans though, that they kind of embraced it. Like I remember my friends who were in, they're like they're like we just want you go. Like every time they were close to beating Northwestern or something, they were like crying. They were so excited. They're playing so hard. We got no expectation. Like, Crean's gonna get us back. Look how much he cares. Like, listening to him like talk about how Tom Pritchard's out there for thirty minutes. I'm like this guy doesn't even need to be in IU's jersey, let alone playing probably on in major minutes for the team. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Look, it is what it is. Yeah. I just – my fear is that some people got so caught up. And, and look, I'm saying all this, and, and who knows? Maybe the, the pieces that we have are way better than I'm giving them credit for, and this is going to be a top 25 team, even if we add four nobodies to fill out the roster. About halfway, you're right on that one. Yeah, but I, I think people got caught up a little bit in the fervor and all. You know, We got Danny Manning. We got Nolan Smith. We've got you know, predictions of DJ Wagner coming here. We've got all these five stars putting us on their list. And I think – like that excitement, people just assumed it was going to carry over to the current season with the current roster. And I mean, we did get the guys back that we wanted, by and large, to come back from last year's team, which is great. But again, those are pieces coming back from one of the worst Louisville teams in history. You guys, we've hired more guards on our staff than we have recruited on our team. Yeah. I mean, two to one, but still. It's it's a close game. It's a pitcher's duel, but we're there. I just I think I don't know what Jenis, uh, Jameson played. Maybe he was a guard. Yeah. My, my fear is that everybody got so wrapped up in the like the the hysteria of the Kenny Panic assignment, which is still permeating, still it's still going on, that they just took that to assume. Well, we're back, right? We're gonna have a top twenty-five caliber team. We'll safely be in the NCAA tournament. We should be a threat to play deep in March. And if that doesn't happen, you're gonna have some people who maybe weren't playing paying as close attention as they should have been to the actual roster be like well what the hell i thought this guy was great we're gonna have to give this time like we're still not where we we're not normal yet we're not not the cloud's still there a little bit we'll get there in due time we'll figure out what the, what the hell the ncaa does or if the irp actually exists and then moving forward we can accurately judge what's going on what the coaching staff is doing and what our expectations should be for how quickly we can quote unquote be back. Yeah. But I as mean, of right now, I think it's just kind of like, yeah, this, this, is, this is kind of the fear. This is our man, uh, Bobano says, let the Trevor bake. Let the Trevor bake. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Um, 502 414 We'll talk about it. Texture says, um, what, this is the guy who's still mad. He's still mad. Why? Now is he mad because we mocked him for being mad? This awful radio. Get it together, you bums. They are three and one with Wagyu boy. We called you Wagyu Boy. We called me Wagyu Boy. <laughs> I like that, actually. Um, <laughs> Texas says... Worst that, superhero name ever. <laughs> Wagyu Boy. Subtub B. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. It might be a plane. He's pretty fat. It's Wagyu Boy. <laughs> Texas, any news on Justin Powell? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, that's another one. Justin Powell, who has played at a... I think he's played at six different schools in six years. For, he was at Trinity. He went to one of the, I think, IMG Academy. Came back, played for David Levitt at North Oldham. Was at Auburn, then Tennessee. <laughs> and now there was a lot of people who were like, hey, dude shoots the hell out of the ball. We need shooters. Come to Louisville. Uh, he announced today he's going to Washington State. <laughs> Pull him? <laughs> Pullman. Pullman. Is that what it is? Pullman. Can you name Washington State's head coach? Oh, it's uh You don't know. No, it's the guy that was awful. It took him to the Elite Eight, though, right? No. That was Oregon State, wasn't it? No. Yeah. Okay. Not Wayne Tinkle. <laughs> it's Kyle Smith, who was at uh, San Francisco before. Go Dons. Only reason I know is because he was nice to me for stories. And I like him. Is a that lot. where he went? He went to he went to Washington State. 
He's okay. a really interesting guy. They play nerd ball. Justin Powell apparently likes it. So, I mean, I don't know if we recruited him. I don't know if we reached out to him. If we did and we lost him to Washington State, that's not great. Come but on, come on, Levich, what are you doing, man? Help us out. Can you do anything, Dave? I mean, we've already. We've what, have already you, what, what do you? What have you given us? We've name David? dropped you twice on today's show. Was that not enough? Good lord. Uh, so he's yeah, he's out. Uh, <laughs> Damn, <laughs> my hopes were up for that one. Texas says Brian Deville. <laughs> He's, it's a he can't help us this season. We, we can't get him yet. Can we not? Re, can we not reclassify him? Texter says uh, Big Twelve makes sense being incest with, with West Virginia. <laughs> Look, if it's easy. Ironically, the West Virginia kid is the one that the left him. Actually, went to Ohio State though. Say so what? He went the the kid that left West Virginia. The, the uh, yeah, McNeil. The, yeah, he he went. He, he skipped out of the town. He got out of the conference. He did. You're right. Um, from Kentucky, <laughs> somehow still goes to. Ohio so let me State. get this straight. The schools. They have more schools trying to get out of their conference than they do have recruits trying to leave their conference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just, just clarifying that. Did you see the uh, – <laughs> by the way, this – I don't know if you've paid any attention to this. I've only seen the highlights. I'm not going to pretend like I've sat down and watched all their games. But this Oklahoma softball team who have – like they've – Okay, yeah. Hold on. Just let, me, let me say the thing. Okay. They have you – know, the mercy rule comes into effect in the fifth inning – They've played something like 56 games this year, and 40 of them have been by the mercy rule. Oh, good lord. Including last night, they beat UCLA like 13 to nothing in the semifinals. So they play, it's an all Big 12 final. They're playing Texas. Like, people are talking about this may be the greatest college, one of the greatest college teams in any sport. Like, they just, I watched their highlights. They had like seven home runs a game. It's unreal. They just destroy everybody. That's insane. Like, 40 something They've had 40 run rules. This year, in a fifty games, in like out of like fifty-five games, the next most in in softball is twenty. They've doubled up every other team. The run rule is ten, right? I think ten after five. Yeah, is that what? It, well, they only go seven innings of softball, don't they? Right. Yeah. And so the their best player, who's at like thirty home runs this season, she had a home run in the first inning, and like she looks over at the crowd and she's like holding up five. She's like five, five <laughs> innings, five innings. And I was like, and then she did it. She did another one. It's unbelievable. Are you a fan of the run rule? In like just in general, yeah. I mean, doesn't it think it's a little youth sports? Yeah, um, I, I mean, I guess for youth sports, but collegiate sports should we really have it? I mean, I understand that scoring. They don't have it in baseball. I don't know if you saw some of the scores. It was like twenty four to one in I mean, half the games. I, I love our man Sean Mothar in the Michigan that twenty to one game. I was driving as I was coming home near the end of the game. Like the kid from Michigan's one of those Moth's exact quote. I understand, young man. You want to take some take some pitches and you're at bat. <laughs> But you're down twenty to one. Just swing the freaking thing. <laughs> the best did you hear? I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, "Amen, Sean," because you can just tell me, me and Sean are both like, "Let's get this over with. It's done. You've given up since the fourth inning. Let's go home." My favorite thing about Sean <laughs> since he became like he's always got he's always had like witty and like just like kind of like cold cutting like jive. Like the, he's always been that kind of sarcastic guy that I love. But he's really let it show since he's become like not an official U of L employee anymore. Oh, amen. <laughs> like, did you see yet? Both on air and off the air. Did you see yesterday? Because people were going nuts about how great his home run call was yeah. for Cam Masterman. Yeah, understandable. And this you know salty Michigan fan who's just been crying for the last twenty four hours goes, "Did he have a great call for the obvious strike that was called a ball right before the home run? Did he also have a great call for the obvious out on second base?" And Sean just quote tweets him and goes, "I did." <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> so good. But I mean, I, again, I don't. I mean, I just. I, I'm not saying obviously the odds of coming back from ten nothing with two innings, ten down with two innings left, are slim to none. But these are the best teams in the country. They yeah, should at least have a shot. I I'm mean, with you. I guess if you want to know, you do the, do you use that rule. You know, maybe in certain regular season, but yeah, when you're in the tournament, and you're, I'm kind of with you. Uh, let them finish. And it's only two innings. Yeah. I mean, what are we really saving in time here? 
I'm with I, I, I agree. On that point, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Texas, do you think KP is reaching out to Stat for some recruiting tips? Who would have thought that like we'd be here in <laughs> early June where it's like, can Satterfield help out with the basketball recruiting? Did the football recruiting start? No, it started before we got Satterfield. Or we got Kenny Payne in. Yeah, they've been. They've I was about to be like, Kenny Payne got those recruits in football too. Texas says, I get irrationally mad at the thought of Lamar losing the Heisman to Watson in 2016. Thank God that didn't happen. Watson is a garbage dude. You should be more. Yeah, the mad evidence that, continues to pile up. I mean, honestly, if he had lost it to Watson, I wouldn't. I mean, you can hate Watson as a person all you want, but like as as a play on the field, I wouldn't have been. I, that made more sense to him losing to Baker. He he had no reason to lose that to Baker. That was a travesty. It was based. That was the it was, year, based it, was on, it was based on your team winning. Yeah. yeah, his stats were even better in 2017. And, I, and that and that irritate. I mean, it's not. It shouldn't. I mean, yes, it should obviously be a factor. I mean, if your team's like 0 and 12, maybe. You're, but I mean, it's not like Louisville's 0 and 12. Were they 8 and 5 in the year that he won it? The second, no, the the, the what year that he didn't win? Oh, we were 8 and 5. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like we were scrubs. No, we just had no defense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Two-time Heisman winner. Write it down. The and also like the whole sorry Archie. The whole Clemson argument was, you know, well Deshaun won the, the and he was brilliant in the championship game. Don't get me wrong. Oh, and his numbers that season were pretty damn good too. Don't get me. But yeah, like I, the Heisman is before the playoff, so neither one of those two games yeah. factored into it. And like you know it, like it's it's a regular season award. Like that's the way that it works. And based on all the numbers, Lamar was better. Now, if you want to say, well, Deshaun was the quarterback of the national title team, cool. Like, I get that argument. If it was an award that was given out in late January, not mid December. So don't think shut up get, and suck it. I don't think he gets suspended at all. I don't think he misses games next year. I mean, this is it's getting it's getting bad. What's just people pulling civil suits out? I mean, I mean the details of did you read the, the new one? I mean, it's just their civil suits left and right. I mean, one in five probably are. But it's real. not civil. It, but it's new, oh, Trevor. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you never know. I don't know. Yeah. It's <laughs> when enough people are saying the exact same thing, and the text messages seem to be backing it up. It's it's not oh, looking it's great not, for it, him. But it's it's as you would say, it's being judged on icky. Well, no, I, I think that that's we're not talking about taking like a banner away from the team he's playing for. We're talking about him personally. I think what he's doing is illegal. Like you can't just pull out your wang and like you know do what he's doing. Like that's depends where you're at. No, <laughs> where he's at. If no, a, I'm telling you, if you're in a fashion show in Charleston, yes, you can. Well, it, when you're in your house with a massage therapist for hire, you can't. I don't even get a props for the slap shot reference. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. I'm just okay, saying. Okay, thank you. I mean, I should, def- least get, I should at least get props on that for getting that reference right now. Yeah, it's 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 not looking great. This is, by the way, UK Good was play. hosting high school baseball games as its home field the past few days. I bet that was fun for them. Yeah, they got to see some high-quality baseball. They're going to do it again <laughs> this weekend. San X, playing in the semifinals. Texas says, I'm not shocked. Low blow there a little bit. I'm not shocked that Trevor's defending Watson. I think he's a bad person, if you want. Um Texas did Lamar yeah. beat Kentucky his Heisman year? Yeah, he beat him, beat him bad. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, it was the second year we lost to him. Is the year he got robbed from the Heisman? No, it wasn't. I wasn't. I was just glossing over that fact. I'll oh, be... it's the, this is the angry guy again. It all blends together for me. I don't remember anymore. This is Mad Guy. Texas says you guys need a nickname for Mad Guy. Well, his name's Mad Guy. He's just <laughs> he's just mad. He's, he's just angry. Save his name in there as Mad Guy. He's got nothing else to do. Does he tweet? Does he? Does he tweet? I keep saying tweet. Does he text KRC? Probably. I mean, you can check the timestamps on him. I, if he does, he's probably mad at them too. Like all the character textures are just mad. Oh yeah, he's mad. He's he's he now what? Now what? Now is he, is he mad because I liked Wagyu guy, Wagyu boy? Um, he's he got fired from a golf course apparently one time. 
<laughs> they're all from what? Not doing his job and texting in shows nonstop. They're all a bunch of snobby bastards. Is what Mad Guy says. I wonder if it's like Glen Oaks man. That's why he's mad at me. He also refers to uh, umpires in baseball as refs, which is how you know you got a real Ooh. fan. But he was watching. Texture says, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I am tiptoeing. <laughs> Texture says the nickname for Mad Guy is TJ Walker. There it is. Is that his? You think we got his burner number? That's his burner. There it is. Uh, we'll, we'll take a break. When we come back. We got the five o'clock hour. We got some updates on football recruiting rankings. We can talk more about this uh, basketball roster if you want to, and we'll revisit the baseball stuff as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, and the third hour is up next here on fourteen fifty The Big X. This is the Mumford Sun song I was telling you about. The one that goes it's the one where it starts slow and then it like starts going real fast and then it goes slow again. This is the uh, one. This is the one. Are they all like related? I'm, I'm surprised you found it. Are they all related? Yeah. Mumford and his sons? I thought, because I don't know, maybe it's just me. I don't know which one Mumford is, but none of them look old enough to be like, to be the father of all these other guys. I don't think that's the way it works I know because Marcus Munford is the he's the only one that I know is that is that the guy with the the porn stash that plays guitar he's Munford yeah okay the sons I don't think are actually his sons I could be wrong oh here's where it gets slow and then just wait for it though uh, you think like this is the way it's gonna be the whole song oh no 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 he's telling you he's gonna wait huh? you're about to go on a journey my friends <laughs> there it is wow. such a roller coaster ride you didn't see song. this coming you didn't see this part coming <laughs> Is it going to stay like this the whole way? Oh, no. No. It's going to even out a little bit. I don't know why, but this video, the guy that plays the keyboards with bandana just cracks me up. It Was this from Red Rocks? Yeah. Nice. Like, he's got the, this, the facial expressions he makes. Just I don't know why it entertains me so much. Mumford & Sons is one of those bands, too, that I feel like I, I do like some of their songs. I, like, I only and know, I'm giving like, them, five. I'm giving yeah. them crap for that thing, but if I was at their concert, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, you know, it's one of those where if you're there... You, like all your criticisms, which may be valid, you may feel like when you get home, just fly out the window. You're having a good time. <laughs> I'm into it. I mean, I can give me the fast part. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know why. I mean, why are they called? Like, why are they named after like a car dealership? I don't know, Trevor. We, we, I mean, we can look this up. We don't. We don't need to start the five o'clock hour this way. Welcome, oh, in, by we the do. way. It is the Mike Rutherford Show at fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Uh, we talked a lot of baseball today. Getting ready for Texas A and M this weekend. We've talked uh, uh, last segment about. Courtney Ramey, what's going on with him? What's the deal with the UofL basketball roster in general? Uh, people had thoughts. And then this hour, we're going to talk a little football recruiting. Um, and then whatever you want to talk about in the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Do you, want, you, do you know what I want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Enough so that I interrupted you giving the, the number out. I'm excited. I want to talk about Shady Rays. I was going to get there. We don't need to talk about Shady Rays. We, we can. Now that you've done it, how can I avoid talking about Shady Rays? I hadn't forgotten. They were going to come up before we signed off of the, the, the this segment. But... If you need sunglasses, <laughs> you can go to ShadyRays.com right now. 
pick out a pair, pick out several pairs, whatever you want to do. Use the promo code BIGX when you check out. It's going to save you 25%. And if something happens to those sunglasses within the first 30 days, you know, Trevor just thunders in, takes them, runs away, um, steps on them, whatever, breaks them. If you just lose them. Does a backflip onto them. Does a backflip on, <laughs> front flip. With a turtle. Is a front flip harder than the back flip? Shady Rays will send you a pair, a replacement pair, within those first 30 days. It's the Shady Rays guarantee. Go to ShadyRays.com and don't forget the promo code BIGX. Get those sunglasses set. We're going on vacation next week. I'm bringing the Shady Rays, both of them. They're making the trip. I'm well, a- they make it back. If they don't, gonna, I know what I'm doing. Yep, you got a replacement. Um, what, was shirt, what was I wearing in your dream? I think like a shirt and shorts. Okay. You know, particular. Do you know what hockey shirt I was wearing? No, I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen it that clearly. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen it that clearly. Um, I was already when, when we're playing Texas A and M when the, when the draw came out and they won their regional and then we won yesterday and I saw the matchup. I was just kind of thinking, yeah, you know, I don't harbor any ill will towards A and M fans. I always thought the twelfth man thing was kind of cool. Loved watching them play Texas on the day after Thanksgiving growing up. Always kind of rooted for them since they were sort of the little brother in that rivalry. Who started 12th Man? Remember Seattle, I wonder. I think it, well, that's been an AM thing forever. Like they would have. So they would have to have. They, the, so Seattle took it from them. Yeah, but that wasn't. It's not about their crowd. Like the 12th Man tradition at AM was they would have like open tryouts for just normal students and they would pick one person to be like on special teams out of that. And that was the, always the 12th Man. He represented the entire like student body gotcha. on the field. I know that. Okay. That was their whole thing. That's cool. Um, so I, no real beef with Texas name. The, the ones that I met in the Music City Bowl back in 2015 seemed nice enough. Don't, didn't like the Billy Gillespie game, but, you know, we make some free throws, Edgar, and we move on. It's, they also, you know, he went to UK because of that game, largely, so not a total loss. But then I saw this tweet afterwards. I've been to College Station. Okay. Was it cool? Yeah, I went and saw an IMAX movie there about the Alamo. You drove all the way to College Station to see an IMAX? No, we, have, was... we have those in Louisville. <laughs> Do we really? <laughs> the only IMAX in America is in College Station, Texas. Little known fact. Why the hell did I drive on to College Station? What was I thinking? <laughs> so, <laughs> good Lord. The And I, I know I shouldn't just judge all of this based on one crappy Twitter account, but the Barstool Texas A&M account. Right? That's the one you choose to judge it on. Well, it's, it's the only fan tweet that got on my radar. Okay. I, the bubbles thing I think is already lame. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the fans at Texas A&M home games, they when they score runs, they all like shoot those little bubble guns up in the air. Which you know, I get everyone wants their own unique tradition. Could you not bubbles really? Like it just it, it doesn't even look cool when you, it's not like smoke. When they pull off, they show like all the bubbles over the field. I'm like, it, cool. It's like a giant four year old's playground. Like my daughter would love this place. She'd be a huge Texas A&M fan. Bubble guns are cool though. But so the barstool Texas A&M account tweets this. Louisville with a fraudulent win. <laughs> Michigan deserves to be playing in our super regional. Dylan Rock, the mayor of Oxford, chancellor of TCU, and keeper of peace in the universe will make Louisville pay for this. And the tweet in and of itself, whatever, it's a Barstool account. They, this is what they're supposed to be doing. But the number of AM fans who like enjoyed it, who liked it, it got way too much love from the AM fans for me not to feel bad about this. Is this the guy on a, on a like connected to Barstool just? Pandering to his boss, who's a Michigan fan. I think they hire somebody from every school to like run the account. Like that's yeah. Like, there's a Barstool Louisville. I think it's just it's basically just like one guy or girl doing this. I don't know who, who has Barstool. Louisville. I know Barstool Kentucky is Bobby Regan's, right? I think it's his name. Well, Regan. Well, no, he doesn't like run that account. Oh, I thought that's what he did. He's just a UK fan who works for Barstool. Oh, okay. Yeah, he comes on KRC a lot. 
He's I actually like Reeves. We used to do a podcast together. I got no problem. No, I just I'm just saying I thought it's what he did. That's why. No, he, but he doesn't run that account. It's, they, it's a student who usually runs these accounts. Ah, I gotcha. But so this, yeah, whatever. This one person sends this crappy tweet out, but the number of A and M fans who like jumped on it did not like it. I don't, I don't like <laughs> it. They have to. Die. We have we have to stiff arm them the way that Lamar Jackson stiff armed Miles Garrett back in 2015. Oh yeah, into they, oblivion. They don't, like, they don't like to remember that. How we suck. Yeah, it. we beat them in the bowl game. Where's our coaching staff? We're getting rid of our entire staff. Whatever. Like you guys had a better team. We weren't even that good that year. Was that the first year before Jimbo Fisher came on? No, no, no. This was uh, this was the middle of the September kind of collapse where they were good every September, and then he was there for I think at least a couple more years. Because the next year when we were right there in the t- national title mix, that was uh, the the guy from uh, end up going to Arizona. I think afterwards the, the uh, someone. That's what I just said. I know. I'm, you, we didn't say didn't hear you say his name. Yeah, September. Oh, you see, you didn't say someone. Because the very next year, when we were like competing for the college football playoff spot, they were the very first college football playoff rankings that came out. They were four. They were ahead of us. Mm. And that week, I think it was when we played Boston College. They got beat. It was like a huge deal. Like we're gonna climb up. And then of course they just kept leapfrogging teams over us until you know Ed Oliver took care of it himself. What's crazy is. When we hired Charlie Strong, the only other guy I wanted as much as Charlie Strong was Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, because he was still at Houston at the time. He had—I don't think he—I don't think he'd gone to AM. I think he ended up going. I think his first year at AM was Charlie. That Strong's first year at Louisville. Strong's first year was twenty ten. So I don't know. No, it wasn't maybe it wasn't. I'm thinking that it wasn't. It doesn't matter. Charlie. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I was wrong either way. We can move on. Um, I told you I didn't get my food. It's five o'clock. I know. I'm this, losing this, this it. This was the cranky hour anyway. It's, no. it's coming. The. Somebody asked us about this earlier in the show, and I did want to bring this up anyway. I don't know if you saw what John Shire did at Duke. Nothing yet. So <laughs> this show, I've been joking about this for a long time. Like, we need to just keep creating fake positions on our basketball staff and just hiring, like, high-profile, very powerful people to yes. fill them. I've said, you know, Roy Williams, ACC country liaison, Jay Wright, ambassador to the Northeast, um, Jack Harlow, director of – music relations like just whatever just get him on staff coach k can't come he's, he's out he's done he's phil knight bring him on he's our nike liaison or whatever sergeant at all jennifer Arms. lawrence executive producer of movie yeah relations. exactly just get them all on staff make them official give them official roles we'll pay him 15 dollars. whatever so john shire john shire like this is the jokes are becoming reality John Shire today announced that he was hiring former Nike executive Rachel Baker, who's one of the most tied in people in all of um, in all of basketball circles. She famously had the story where she talked about having to travel through the airport with just like bags of cash based on like her shady Nike days. And she was like, I just would tell people that I just sold a car. I've seen Kentucky fans throwing that quote out everywhere today because, of course, it's a Duke hire. But she's been hired at Duke as their general manager. The general manager of, of Duke basketball. That's her title. She's the general manager. Are you saying we talked something into fruition again? I, again. Baker spent several years as, at Nike leading the uh, the EYBL event strategy as well as the WNBA and NBA athlete integration. She also ran Kevin Durant's signature business. I mean, this person, she's she's huge in basketball circles. And so John Shire, you know, who knows if he can coach, but this is the right move. Just get people like this directly affiliated with your program, directly affiliated with your staff, even if you have to just make up titles. Like make them secretary of agriculture of your basketball program. Who the hell cares? Nobody, no, nobody's regulating this. I mean, what what did she do other than deliver cash from one person to another? Though she helped run the EYBL. She helped uh, Nike's ties with uh, WNBA and the NBA athlete integration. She ran all these strategies. She basically is just like one of these super super connected people. Knows everybody in basketball circles. You know, you need these people on your staff. Like she's kind of a 
World Wide West. And now she's just the GM. Yeah, now she's general manager at Duke. Does the general manager answer to the athletic director? Great question. <laughs> Kevin Wise, like, what the hell are we doing here? It's like, he's like, we had the most standard, boring athletic program forever. Like, just tight-laced. Like, Coach K is not going to let anything happen. Who cares with any of the other sports? And now we've got general managers running around here wild. I mean, does that count for, like, all of the sports or just the men's No, she's, she's men's basketball, general manager. Just the GM of the men's basketball team. Yes. <laughs> Look, it, it's not a dumb move. I mean, it's a dumb title. I mean, <laughs> this is all dumb. Of course it is. I mean, they could have been a little more creative. I mean, it's Duke, for God's sakes. I mean, aren't they supposed to have smart kids there? Well, I don't, I don't think they really care that much. <laughs> He's mean, clearly doing something right because they just they won't stop getting recruits. Like They are getting everybody that they want right now. Uh, here's the quote from, uh, I guess, an ESPN story. I don't even know what year this was from. Rachel Baker, a Nike executive who led event strategy for the EYBL, allegedly expressed concern to a colleague about carrying large amounts of cash through airport security and indicated that she would lie and, quote, just say I just sold my car if she was stopped by security. I mean, that's what I'm it, saying. Like, I, I, it's all out in the open now. What, what, what does one do to make an event strategy? <laughs> this was, by the way, in relation to the Zion Williamson recruitment back in August of 2019, the, the story that came out from uh, Michael Avenatti. So she was taking money from Nike to, to Zion. Or somebody else. Or somebody to give to Zion, yeah. She's just she's a bag man. These are all things that came up in the uh, in the, the the message that they seized, the emails that they seized, and all this stuff. <laughs> Great hire, Duke. Which also Imani Bates is in that story, where it's like the kid from Michigan is how he's referred to. But don't know his name. He wasn't eighteen. Could have been anyone. Could have been anybody. A lot of great players up there in Ypsilanti. <laughs> well, they didn't say Ypsilanti. They said Michigan. The kid from Michigan. Yeah, it's a very large state, you know. And they didn't actually say what they were doing. They've for produced him. more basketball players than Colorado has bands. Yeah. Texture says Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I can't say that. Aww. Texture says Duke hiring uh, the known bag woman. Put the band. Put the banner back up. The banner's got to go back up. I mean, they just, just, just put they, it up. They did. They literally just hired a, a bag. I guess I said bag man. It's hard to be you know, the, the gender problem. But <laughs> yeah, they, they just hired a, ba- a bag woman. I feel like bag lady also just bag lady doesn't sound just right. doesn't it sound weird. very endearing. Yeah. Like I don't want like don't get mad at me for doing the gender thing when I call her bag man. But yeah, calling her a bag lady just sounds like she's homeless. <laughs> Texture says College Station is a dump. <laughs> I don't remember being. I was. I mean, I, it was the same trip I went to San Antonio. So I, I was young. I was like what like. 15, 14 when I went there. So I don't remember it as well. Texas, the IMAX in Louisville isn't IMAX. It's Limax. <laughs> Google it for a revelation. You'll never pay the extra $5 again. What's that? What do you mean? I, enjoy, I haven't been to the IMAX in a while. When's the last time I went to the IMAX in Louisville? I guess it was to see the Michael Jordan thing. What, what Michael Jordan? When they had the, the Jordan IMAX video you don't, movie, you don't remember that? From like the late 90s? Oh, I thought you were talking about like, the last dance. I was like, they were showing no, that at IMAX. No, no, no. IMAX is that theater still in Louisville? It, it was always the Science Center, right? Yeah, it was. It was right next. Like you went in right by the where you had the, uh, the replica uh, space shuttle thing. You could sit in. Well, now I've got big questions. Was the IMAX the only IMAX I've ever known? Was it all a lie? I think I saw. I think I've been to one other one, like on a class trip in Cincinnati or Indianapolis or something. I mean, the one I went. I mean, if I remember right, I mean, it wasn't. It was like the same size. I thought. Uh. I mean, and and do you? I mean, is there a reason to go to IMAX now? With as big as movie theaters normally are, anyway. I mean, apparently not. I'm in Louisville, I guess. It's IMAX. It's IMAX. <laughs> Great name, it's like by an way. off-brand. I want it to be wrong now, <laughs> just so I can keep using this. I want to use it myself. 
<laughs> I'm dying for somebody Dude, to bring up IMAX in a social situation I sometime you Google soon. This. I mean, are we, is this like an off-brand now, IMAX? I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. Right. Um, oh, Mad Guy has chimed in about what he wants his name to be. He also says KRC sucks, too. <laughs> well, hey, at least he's, at least he's even out, okay? <laughs> he, he says, this is the funniest thing this guy's ever sent in. Refer to me as irritated guy. You're I'm not mad, just irritated. <laughs> it's IG now. What do we, hey, what do we got to do to make him happy? I mean, nothing. You tell me, irritated guy. He's a UK fan. Irritable <laughs> bowel syndrome guy. Tell me, what, what is it that you, you want from us? Texas says College Station is a dump. Quote, I had to be the Timmy, a Timmy Smith text. We'll find out. I don't remember. I mean, College Station can't be that bad, right? I've, I've never it's been. College Town, right? Or is it just a clever name? Texas says Cincinnati is an Omnimax. Big difference from IMAX. Well, it's, it's How many, different. I mean, aren't they all maxes? What's, what are the difference here? I'm just, I mean, Omni Lime, I'm. Texas says Mad Guy is Brick Tamlin. <laughs> Texas says, let's just call Mad Guy Andre McGee. <laughs> I think he's a Tennessee fan. I bet that's why he's so angry. Texas says, I'm assuming Trevor is okay with the Saudi backed golf league. I don't want to go down these roads with Trevor. I mean, I don't care. I know you don't. Well, I don't, and I don't know why anybody else should. <laughs> I mean, I who mean, cares? If the guy wants to go play in Saudi golf, Dustin Johnson, right? Is that who it is? Well, it's more, there's more of them, but he's the big one. Yeah. I, mean, I love the, the stories. Who was the, I, I can't remember who it was, but like they're talking about these ridiculous payouts. Like this is a no name tournament. Like none of these guys, like there's like five guys that you've ever heard about. It's the highest person in the history of golf because it's all this blood money from Saudi Arabia. And like they were talking about the PGA Tour players who left. Like Phil's getting, I think, like a two million dollar bonus just to join this league. Dustin Johnson got about the same. They were like, they offered Tiger like a billion dollar deal or whatever. They offered Jack Nicholas a million dollars to play in this, which is hilarious since he's like ninety five years old. But there was one guy. Did he make the flight? <laughs> it, was, it wasn't Kevin Na. I can't remember who it was, but there's one guy who paid nine hundred thousand dollars to be on the on the, the tour to be in the Saudi league. Is he paid to be in yes. it? Yes. Where everyone else is getting paid? I was like, well, doesn't this defeat the whole purpose? It's like... Is he stupid? Or just not good at golf? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Or just not good at golf? Is it like he just wants to play around with Dustin Johnson? Is that what it is? I don't... It was... Whatever it was just absolutely blew my mind. Um, also, like, Ricky Fowler going. I don't know why that should shock anybody. Like, he's on the downturn. Like, he's never going to win on PJ Tour again. He may not qualify for the U.S. Open this year. He's well, done. If you're going to get a million bucks or half a million to go play inside of everything go for it yeah he married allison stokey and then just like stopped caring about golf he's like i won he's like i won is that who you're blaming yeah you're blaming him for blaming her for ruining ricky schroeder's golf career fowler she uh (laughs) she was that famous pole vaulter like a picture of her went viral like the early days of the sports internet because she was Hmm. so beautiful and she was like in high school and it was kind of it was very creepy oh like the girl that gets the frisbee off the the house commercial uh no it it was just a picture that went okay but she ended up becoming like a pro pole vaulter and she married ricky fowler and ever since that happened like he's just sucked at golf well i mean she's an expert pole vaulter would maybe that he, distract you too maybe he's just happy <laughs> uh dustin johnson was paid 125 million dollars to join i'm trying to find out who the, somebody like 125 million i in saudi arabia yeah so i was I, I said two i was way wrong phil mickelson signed a contract with 200 million dollars Dustin Johnson, $125 million. Tiger turned down a deal in the, quote, high nine digits to be part of the venture. And Jack turned down $100-plus million. No, well, Jack, I can I can excuse because, I mean, he's never going to be able – no offense, he's probably not going to be around long enough to spend a third of that, let alone anything to make it matter for it. But yeah. The other guys, more power to you. Well, you have no morals, so I'm – it's not going to criticize I mean, you I'm anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah, because yeah, everything corporate in America is always uh, by the book. And well, there are levels to this. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, like, 
murders for hire is different than like, well, they probably invest in some bad foreign companies. Like it's, there's a little bit different. And the Greg Norman quote, like, I hope they learned their lesson. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> just take, just take the check. I'm not saying you got to say anything to the media. God. Uh, Texas says, curious journal. Uh, I thought, it, I thought if you did the curious thing, you had to do the urinal. That was the, that was the old curious urinal urinal i think curious i'm just my mind went curious george right away yeah i understand uh it takes the curious journal had the in today's paper uofl landing mr baseball from bowling green yes i'll call it the curious journal instead of the courier journal well, if you're doing that then like, why is it why i don't get the joke was it an insult or uh, yeah if you're, again if you're yeah if you're doing that it has to be the urinal part because the curious thing whatever uh, he's talking about patrick forbes from bowling green who was named kentucky mr baseball okay. i think all four i think it's four of the UofL baseball signees from the state of Kentucky were all named first team all state, including nice. the, the two kids from Trinity. Um, we, do we normally lock up Mr. Baseball, I would assume, in the state for the last like 15 years, maybe? I don't know. I as long that. as they, we feel they're good enough to play yeah. here, I would think. I Honestly, I, I could not tell you. Can you name two more Mr. Baseballs? I mean, I would assume Dalen Lyle last year for Trinity won it and he was or coming here. Jordan Adele maybe was. Joe Adele would have been Mr. Yeah. Baseball. He was he signed with Louisville. Yeah. Um, I remember back in the day, and it's just so sad now. I mean, I can name all the ones from when I was growing up, but I remember Spencer Grader from Ballard. And now I see that he's got like a son who's playing for St. X. Spencer like, Grader was Mr. Baseball? Yeah, he was awesome. He was he played St. Matthews Little League too. Yeah. I mean, that whole. He's on that basketball team. Yeah. Didn't, that, he, didn't he win? Wasn't he the MVP of the Sweet 16? Of the basketball, no, that was Will Patton. That was Will Partner, where his name is. Yeah, Pardon, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, like all those kids, and then Jeremy Sowers was Mr. Baseball right after him. I remember him from Bauer, also a St. Matthews kid. His brother yeah. Josh was too. Um, like they had a just a, a run. He of played unreal. He players. played with the Indians. Indians, yeah. They drafted him like second overall, and then he stayed in. He stayed at uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt for, yeah, and fourth year. Then and then the Reds drafted him, right? They did. I, he ended up playing for the Indians anyway. Okay, yeah. I do remember him though. Yeah. Didn't have. I think he had some injuries, but he was he was unreal in high school. Um, I believe it. He was one of those where I faced him like one time in like a fall ball game, meaningless game, and I was like, after the first two pitches go right by me, I'm like, just just swing, just get this over with. Like this is gonna you're gonna look bad. I think he threw something off speed, and I like just fell down almost. Oh, by the way, this is a throwback to a, a conversation. I don't know if when we had it, but do you remember when I asked you about the golden sombrero reference? Yeah. Apparently, it's if you strike out three times in baseball, it's referred to as a sombrero, which is a nod to the three goals in hockey of a hat trick. Okay. And yet, so if you strike out so four, four times, golden. it's a golden sombrero. Opposed to where I just figured it was just a nicer way of saying, hey, you struck out four times, you suck, dude. So what would five be? <laughs> Sent back to the minors. What's, <laughs> what's, I mean, what's better than go like diamond sombrero? <laughs> Honestly, I just think I think it's a cool thing to say. Golden sombrero. It sounds cool. It's cool to say, right? Uh, say it. Say it. Golden sombrero. It sounds cool. It does. <laughs> texture, texture says, uh, "Hold on." Oh man, you got to proofread it. That bad? Yeah, I mean the, uh, the stuff that came in when we mentioned Deshaun Watson. I want people hating on me. Yeah, a little bit, but also just like the the inappropriate references that came, and also with this this woman who's been hired at Duke. Like I've I've never had to do this much self editing on the on the radio. <laughs> Texas, let's rehash this Lefko stuff from yesterday. You weren't talking about Adam Lefko. People, people like that was on the podcast. Yeah, for like, version. Yeah, you kept saying like because my initial thought was that too, but that's not who you were talking about when you say they left. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, I thought you were talking about Adam Neft. No, no. Oh, it was Lefko. Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't know that. I love Lefkoe. The one with the Trinity, and then, yeah, I went to... He didn't go to Trinity. He's not from here. Was that? Not? No. No, no, Lefkoe's the one that went to, the, does the Eagle stuff now, right? Yeah. No, well, it was then the, He yeah, does NBA was, stuff. Yeah, it was napped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah. The one that did the Afternoon Underdogs. With, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah when that, you were that, telling yeah. me the story, I was like, there's like no, because you said he, let's just say he left. And like when you oh, said I it on air. I got my confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah I confused I was like, myself. Yeah, no, it was Nap that left. Yeah, that's the one who. That's who you were talking about in the podcast. Threatened to sue me once, yes. Yeah, because Lefkoe's the man. Like, yeah, no, Lefkoe, no, Lefkoe, yeah, he's the one that you've told me you were friends with. When he was here, people kept telling me, "You need to, you should meet this guy. You all would get along. You'd get along." And I'm like, "I don't know him." I mean, it was a great. Pitch. He wasn't here that long. I don't feel he was like. here for a few years. He was okay. here right in the sweet spot where I was like single, and we went out a bunch, and like, yeah, we had good times. Like he was all like we just a lot in common. I still text with him a, a decent amount. But one of my favorite stories we did a a live spot on HAS before like a Cincinnati football game. I think it was a Cincinnati game where it rained so much. Devontae had the game winning touchdown. And like it start like right after we finished this live spot, we're over there in the the like the student lots where the, the frats tailgate and all that stuff. Like it starts pouring, and I can't like I'm like not gonna and like this, these frat dudes are like just get in the cars, bros. Like get in the car, and like they hand us this like giant thing the handle of, of of bourbon to do pulls from, and like I take it and I'm like okay, I'm trying to be cool, like just play it off. Left go just completely one ups me, takes the biggest pull I've ever seen, and just goes. Breaking news when he finishes. I was like, damn it. I just got completely one up. He does sound like somebody I would hang out with. He's a fun guy. I think most people just assume because we were both Eagles fans that they, I guess they were like, you should hang out with him. You would get along with him. And it's, I mean, we, I would see that eye to eye with him. But oh, he's cool as hell. I, I imagine. Oh, I watched him do like the live draft with, with Jason Kelsey. This was last April. It was hilarious. When we, when we picked up AJ Brown, just him and Kelsey. Kelsey alone but him and Kelsey combined were great I text us now I'm gonna sleep better at night I love Lefko. yeah he's when you no, first yeah. said that last night that was my first initial thought too I'm like how would you hate Adam uh, no I got my name different Adam. it was Adam yeah Neft which, which he's been gone from Louisville for a while it's been now. a long time yeah now. and he went to Trinity yeah I didn't know that I'm actually. pretty sure maybe I am wrong about that too but I thought he did um Texture says, sends in a picture of irritated, irritated guy, and it's one of those drill tweets. <laughs> Another thing, I'm not mad. Please don't put in the newspaper that I got mad. Maybe the best drill tweet of all time. Um, Texture says, do you have, does Trevor have this picture in his bedroom? I'll let you take a look at it. <laughs> of Ricky Schroeder. Above my bed. Silver That's the exact same picture I have. I go to bed every night looking up at that, and I say, good night, Ricky. And I imagine he says, good night, Trevor. And I turn the light out. Texas, Night, John boy. <laughs> if there was a baseball version of the Saudi Golf League, Ricky Henderson, Jose Canseco, and Sammy Sosa would be in it. Ricky Henderson definitely would, because Ricky Henderson would. I mean, he played. Canseco like, would have been the first one. Well, Henderson played. He was like sixty. He was still playing in like St. Paul, that St. Paul, Minnesota team, in like his in literally in his sixties, I believe. I can see, like, I can see the biggest pull. I can see somebody like Bryce Harper jumping for something like that too, <laughs> and being like the big get for them. Really, Bryce Harper? I mean, <laughs> I feel like Bryce Harper would jump for something like that. This guy from Vegas, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know him? <laughs> Texas. How many players do you know from Vegas? Texas is Platinum Sombrero. That would probably be the. That's five strikes. No, five needs to be diamond studded. Okay. The Tiffany, st- Tiffany studded Sombrero. Texas is Mad Guy's definitely not mad. He's probably laughing, actually. Think he's just trolling? Uh, irritated Guy now has. He's chimed in. This is what he's irritated about. I want these fanboy radio shows to speak facts instead of lying about our favorite programs. That will make me happy. What have we lied about? What, 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 first of all, what's your favorite program? I mean, are you not a little? I think you're a Tennessee fan. Oh, he is. 
I'm assuming. Why else would you be this irritated? I don't know. He's irritated. I mean, could you imagine being a Tennessee fan? Wouldn't you be irritated? There's an irritated guy. Sounds like he has a chafing problem. <laughs> Did you see? So I sent in. I, I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 the other day. He's like, oh, he wouldn't wear them. Batista was like, I have sensitive nipples. <laughs> it's made me think of the irritated guy having sensitive nipples. <laughs> um, yeah, you segue that one. I'm just not seeing this person sent me this. Tyler, so remember the story from yesterday about the kid who caught Cam Masterman's go-ahead baseball? Yeah, he's got a sign. And me? Masterman didn't want it. This person, I guess, did some digging and says, Tyler Griever has reported inaccurate news. See the comment? Most of all, check out the ball. The kid's holding a Wilson ball, not an NCAA Rawlings ball that was used during regional play. No disrespect really to the people. kid. I mean, did this kid just make it up? I mean, does it matter? No, does, but like, does it really? Does, does it really matter? If he, maybe he got him sign a different ball. I don't. Did this kid just scheme his way? Like, props to the kid if so. Yeah, he was playing into like call. national news. He's just like, hey, I bought this ball at the concession at the souvenir shop. He's like, hey, uh, I caught the ball that you hit. Can you? I mean. He just got himself a Cam Masterson autograph. The person who really caught it just had no intention of even like letting Cam know that he got it. <laughs> no, I th- I, but I, well, you know what it was? It was his dad caught it. And he just didn't want to get. He, he was afraid he was going to take it, so he gave the kid a, 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 a switcheroo. But the, then he was surprised that when he actually signed it and let him keep it, he was like, "Sweet, now we get an autograph ball and the game hit ball." Hmm. Yeah. Tricky. You thought you were smart, fan. Yeah. Well, I see what you did there. Charles George in the comment section says, "There's actually another story here." I love this. It goes, this goes all the way to the top. This is like Ashton's money phone over here. I was on the berm when the home run was hit. It cleared the stadium. An older kid, high school age, climbed the fence and retrieved the ball in the parking lot. I saw him after the game near the dugout with the ball. A U of L staffer told the kid that Masterman wanted him to keep the ball. He was obviously thrilled and waiting to get it signed by Masterman. I guess he must have gifted the ball to this younger kid. There you go. So That's I, nice of him. I said, and then the kid, me. the kid who got the picture taken just made up his story that he caught it. Wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> by, by the time I'm within 10 years, if I'm that kid, I'm telling him how I caught it with, my, with one finger off my fingertip while holding my baby sister in the other arm and drinking a, a soda in my, at the same time. And then another person. Hey, I'm actually the one who jumped the fence to get the ball. I offered the ball to Masterman. He told me to keep it. I have the ripped shorts and ball with scuffing to prove it. Also, the sign ball in that picture is a Wilson, not bringing the kid down, but it would be NCAA Rawlings. No disrespect to the kid, though. Who caught the ball? Who wrote the letter? The mysteries in this area continue to grow, Trevor Kelsey. Ballgate? Ballgate. Because <laughs> you know if there's ever a controversy, you got to put the word gate on it, right? I'm choosing to believe this person, uh, Tanner York. I'm giving him credit. Caught the ball. Is that the name of the, the kid who was? No, that's the, 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 the real catcher. <laughs> the real person. This kid. I feel like the scene in Major League when they're arguing over how high. Who gives a bleep? It's gone. It's, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All that matters is Cam Ashman didn't want it. That's fine. He's too high. What do you mean it's too high? Too, too high. Too high. Yeah, the trajectory. It's. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the, the, the UofL risers in the Rivals football recruiting rankings. I will get to that stuff. We'll take more of your text as well. 502-414-1450. Rutherford Show Tuesday. Rolling on here after the break here on 1450 The Big X.
Michigan sucks. You weren't even born when this was filmed. Monday, bloody Monday. Sorry, Wolverines. Suck it. This is actually from 1983 at Red Rocks. Was it really? Yeah, you too, obviously. So this is their first American tour after that album, I guess? I suppose, yeah. That sounds wow. about right. That's at least what it says. It says remastered version, uh, Red Rocks Amphitheater Live, Colorado, 1983. We went when they were at Cardinal Stadium a few years ago, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't have the highest expectations. Like, John uh, Ramsey got tickets and was like, do you guys want to go with us at the last second? I'm like, hell yeah, free concert. And could not have had more fun. Like, had an absolute blast. They put on a great show. The opening act, by the way, One Republic from Colorado. Colorado, yeah. There you go. All tied together. It all does. I don't know. I mean, I guess I would, yeah, if you said free, especially with what you two probably charges for tickets. Not inexpensive, yeah. Yeah, I would probably, I would, it would have to be, yeah, you want, I got tickets, do you want to go? Because. I mean, I like you too, but not. I like you too. It was a good show. I like you too, but not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, we need. Uh, but what, like I said, but what they're going to charge for tickets? You got to, I think, have more than a like for you too. It was up there for sure. Yeah, because I, I know how. I know my friend and him, I think him and his sister went to the concert, and they were probably. I mean, had nosebleed, but they probably paid decent price as well. I know another friend of mine went and saw the uh, Janet Jackson concert at um, a Derby with New Edition. And she was talking about, I mean, it was a couple hundred dollars for those seats. Was it? Yeah. I mean, but that's also a smaller than, than Cardinal Stadium in terms of seeing sure. Have you ever seen a concert Red Rocks? No. Uh, we were, so when we went to my buddy who lived out there at the time, he had his bachelor party in Denver. And a U of L fan, who like loved the site, works at Red Rocks and hit me up and was like, the Rolling Stones are going to be here. Ooh. This is like months in advance when he let me know. And he's like, I'll give you a, like a free tour of the place beforehand and give you free tickets. I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be incredible. Like, This is going to make the Bachelor Party. Rolling Stones pulled out like three weeks before oh. we were supposed to go. And then it was like, do we want to make it like all the way out there just to do the the tour? And the guys we were with decided they didn't want to. So I had to hit the guy. I was like, appreciate it. Like, would have been fun. Like, I would have gone, but the crew we were with like didn't want to. Is Red Rocks not – because I've been to Denver. It's not outside of Denver, though. It right? is. Like, we would have had to if like – it would have been like the whole day yeah. to, to like drive there and then do the whole tour. And I think these guys wanted to smoke a lot of weed and just – play video games more during the afternoon than go there it would have been a great bachelor party for you i can't hate on them uh you would have had a, you would have had a wonderful time i've been because i've been to denver a handful of times or so and i've, I've never I, I want, i'd like to go to red rocks i'd like to see a I concert. Would i'm not much into like oh i can't i want to i've seen the majority of the concerts i kind of want to see i don't know who i'd want to see there but I'd, i just would want to see a concert there in general same uh let's talk about these recruiting rankings it's our new favorite thing to do is talk football recruiting love it had not cared like in Iota, pretty much my entire life, but when Louisville was getting some of the best players in the country, suddenly it becomes a lot more fun to talk about. <laughs> one of the the guys that we're, we're going to be talking about more and more and more, he's one of the big players visiting this, uh, I guess, two weekends from now, the big recruiting weekend, Ruben Owens, number one all-purpose running back in the country. He's got Louisville on his list of uh, final four schools. He's gotten, you know, they do the future cast over on Rivals, which is like the crystal ball thing on 24-7 sports where you're essentially just predicting where a guy's going to go. The fancy ball of glass, I like to call it. Exactly. He's gotten three of those to Louisville in the last Ooh. seven days. People are excited. He is now, Ruben Owens is, the number 20 overall player in the class of 2023 according to Rivals. We're going to have a – so correct me if I'm wrong, and I very rarely am. We're going to have like a top like 20 player at m- – each skill position in that class, in like at, at their position, yeah, like yeah, because Clarkson wide receiver, 
And running back. Potentially. Even if we don't get Ruben Owens, we're in good shape with Javin Simpkins, it seems like. He's waiting until August to make his decision. I think he's probably waiting to see who goes to Louisville and who doesn't go to Louisville. Uh, we'll find out about that. But, yeah, we're, we're going to we're gonna have a lot of guys. Can you also confirm or deny that Ruben Owens has admitted that because he's, I think, choosing between us and A&M that this baseball series is— Well, and TCU in Texas. Yeah, but they don't care. Uh, they're, they're already out. They're already out, so they're done. They've been eliminated. He's, he's just too nice to A&M say. beat TCU in baseball, so he just— Chop TC right off the list. That we can confirm that the winner of this series coming up this weekend will get the the, the services of Ruben Owens as well. Let's raise the stakes. Let's raise the stakes, Aggies. Yeah. yeah. Winner gets Ruben Owens. No, this little weak bleep, you know, the mayor's, oh, I'll give you uh, some some fried chicken from KFC. If we went here, you give us barbecue from College Station. No. This, this is the future of NIL. No, we, <laughs> Somehow there's no name image like this involved. It's just a straight bet. Uh, other... Players of note in these rivals rankings, DeAndre Moore, you mentioned, the wide receiver we just got a commitment from. He is up 46 spots all the way to the number 74 overall player in this class. Up 46 spots. Again, we're talking overall rankings. Not like, hey, he's the 74th best player in the state of California or the 46th best player at wide receiver. Number 74 overall in this class. Overall. Madden Sanker, offensive lineman who is widely believed to be a future Louisville commit. He's up two spots, number 95. And Pierce Clarkson, the man himself, up 12 spots. He's now a top 100 player in this class. He's number 98 overall in these rankings. So four, potentially, four of the top 100 players in the rivals' rankings could wind up being Louisville Cardinals. Now, I'm not to be, you know, terrible Trevor over here, but... Eeyore. Yeah, uh, thanks for getting us the skill positions. But we're going to be losing a lot on the offensive line after this season as well, are we not? Where do we look in that recruiting? Madden Sanker, I just mentioned, offensive lineman. Well, it's one. We've got a, a couple others committed. This Luke Burgess kid from North Carolina. To be honest with you, I didn't hear you say offensive lineman. Yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, we're, we're in good shape with him. We're a finalist for him. We're in on a lot of offensive linemen. I, I think we are we should be in pretty good shape there. If you're wondering about Aaron Williams, the cornerback from St. John Bosco, who's so highly touted as well, he's number 154 overall in these rankings and is the um, number, let's see, 30 player overall in terms of defensive backs. So, still pretty damn good. Fortunately, offensive linemen aren't going to usually come in and play right away anyway, though. Not. It's not a rarity. very rare, yeah. But Sanker may be good enough, I think I would say. And we may not be have enough talent to tell them no. Could be. Could be both those things. Both could be true. <laughs> nice little mixture. Both those things could be true. Uh, 502-414-1450. blue equals green. The Thornton's text line. <laughs> Texas says, speaking of Washington State, are the Rutherfords going to Hawaii for Christmas to see Kyle Smith and Rick Pitino in the Diamond Head Classic? Uh I just noticed that they're, they're playing in that. Doesn't look like a loaded field. Uh, George Washington, Hawaii, Iona, Pepperdine, Seattle, SMU, Utah State, and Wazoo. Should be fun. Oh, that sounds like a hell of a group. It's not going to be as fun as uh, as Maui. Maui's going to be loaded. God, this is why I wanted the team to get have like a really loaded roster. Like we have, we've been waiting so long to get back to Maui. It's a loaded field. We're going to have a good roster. Don't don't calm down. That Monday is going to be a that whole week. Because I keep forgetting the World Cup's going to start that week. Oh. USA will play Wales, we found out, because Wales beat, um, uh, who do they beat? Uh, Ukraine in the, yeah, like, the one-game playoff. Ukraine. So we'll play Wales on that Monday, where Louisville's going to be playing a Maui Invitational game as well. Was it Seth Davis that tweeted out the USA should give their spot to Ukraine in the World Cup? Seth. No. Yeah, you just kind of sounded like every reply in that tweet. Seth. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like... <laughs> it, it was bad of me. Like, I... You know, for purely like sentimental reasons, obviously Ukraine would have been a good story. I wanted to go to World Cup. But as somebody who wants the USA to advance out of their group, I was like, okay, at least we don't have the world against us in that match, like against Ukraine. Like you'd have 
like they'd be playing, you know, w- with the world behind them against us. Like Wales is also probably, according to soccer people that I trust, my friends, not as good as Ukraine. It sounded like, you know, I think they've got Gareth Bale. I think that's the big star that they have. Well, they've got the kicker from their placements. He's from Wales. That too. He's not, he's, he's over a there. Liary. But like, it sounds like this was a good result for the U.S. men's national team. So, sorry, Ukraine. I mean, would you have felt like guilty rooting against Ukraine when they played U.S.? Because I wouldn't. I mean, I'm. Just... I mean, a little bit, but like, I'm not going to not do it. You yeah, know, it's, it's the World Cup. Like Russia's like, we're going. Oh, you 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 beat USA in soccer. Well, we'll leave. <laughs> Bye. Our bad. <laughs> uh, Watch them do that now. <laughs> Texas, why are we out of the Courtney Ramey race? I mean, I'm not sure we are. I don't, were we really ever in it? We. I mean, Jeff Goodman listed us as a school that he was considering. Okay. But so most that's... of the Courtney Ramey buzz has been locally from people. And so you've got a couple of national reports, but like these aren't reputable. These aren't – it's not like Jeff Goodman, Jeff Borzello, Matt Norlander. Those guys are reporting this. But like, I think it's like Portal Report. It's like college basketball websites that have good followings, that have a track record, but still aren't mainstream. They're the ones who are saying Courtney Ramey's down to West Virginia and Arizona. But I'm not yeah. seeing any of these types of sites or any of these national people who are saying, well, it's actually more like Arizona, West Virginia, and Louisville. I'm seeing a lot of people saying it sounds like he's going to go to West Virginia. But, again, this is, I, I've got no idea. I've got no inside info here. When Goodman originally released it and we were included, were, was there a fourth school on there? There, well, He initially said like Duke and Houston are the ones like waiting for their decisions, and they're the ones most involved. And I think after that, he said Arizona and Louisville are also uh, have been in the mix with Ramey. But West Virginia is the one who, for like weeks – people have been talking about i think kansas state got a little bit of buzz too but again i don't know like we may be in, in great shape we may be have, have no chance whatsoever i can't give you a firm answer i'm just telling you like what these reports are that are out there but we need him i'm not feeling very confident about it because he is a one guy only it's his last guy. season yeah. i think that that's it's it's understandable i'm not that's i'm, I'm not going to feel comfortable about anybody that we're going after with a one year only the honestly. only way is if we have some extra nil stuff lying around because we've we haven't gotten a lot of these guys and like the amount of money that we can give him is so much more than what wvu or whatever still the problem is that if you're getting a guy with only one year with the possibility of not playing tournament that means you're getting a guy who also just maybe doesn't care as much about I being in a, And is that really concern. worth it? I mean, that's, same concern. That's, that's the problem I have. He's also a guy who I think has probably come to terms with the fact that he's not going to be an NBA draft pick. If you've played four years at a high-profile school and you've Most had— of these kids Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Like uh, To your point, like he's played four years at Texas. It's not like he hasn't had a spotlight on himself. It's no. not like he hasn't had— like if he was good enough to go to the NBA, he would have gone by now. Yeah. So Texas he's not has produced a few. He's not coming to a place like Louisville to better his NBA draft stock. He's and like you said, if the NCAA tournament is off the table, then are you really going to get a fully motivated player? Like that's, but I mean that would be a concern for everybody. We, we can cross that bridge when we get there in October if that's what happens. But it's also why I would tend to like lean towards thinking he's probably going to go somewhere else. But I could be wrong. Think you're probably right though. Hope I'm wrong. Please, just shots are available here. <laughs> we can. Well, I don't know about shots, but you're definitely gonna have the ball in your hand to pass it or shoot it. I guess you can shoot it. I mean, Texas says uh, Pierce Clarkson, uh, Owens, and Moore are all on the same seven on seventeen this weekend. Then they're visiting U of L together the following weekend. That's a good thing for us, right? I've also got a little scoop here. Uh oh. Hold on, let me pull this up. We haven't had a scoop on the cell on the, tel- on the, the, the cell phone in a while. It's been a while. So 
you know, next weekend's the big recruiting weekend. This is when Pierce and the boys are all coming in. All the guys, all the big commits are coming in. All the big guys we want to be commits are coming in. Great band name, by the way. But this weekend, kind of also like DL huge. Like we, we've got some big guys coming in. Apparently, I don't know if this has been said anywhere else. There are even more guys coming in for this weekend than has been reported. Some off the radar, and there's also one person coming in that has not been said anywhere who's a five star. In football. In football. This weekend. Who is it? Just a five star. Just keep an ear out. Brawny? Five star coming in. It's it's I just told you it's football. Doesn't he do both? I mean, <laughs> isn't it weird that when we're talking football, like we're talking like five star recruits now, it's like you just assume it's football. The exact opposite uh, of what we've yeah. how we've been conditioned our entire uh, our entire. Week. I mean, if that was the case. I should have said baseball. I mean, well, I mean women's basketball. <laughs> Texas says, "My God, easy lover holds up." Yes, it does. It does. It does. Texas says, "Trevor's a liar." I don't even know what this is in reference to. It was the four o'clock hour? Yeah, probably. You're probably right, Texas. I probably did lie about something. Who knows? Texas says, uh, "Dewan Wheat." I mentioned former coach at Valley. He's now coaching at Indiana University Southeast. Why do I feel like I read that somewhere? It's probably on my Wally side. Brown's still there? Uh, wasn't he at Was he at IU Southeast? Yeah, he was. Uh, went, didn't he go from like coach to AD? I think you're right. We had him on a show one time, and I think he was talking about the, yeah. the Grenadiers. Yeah, that's the guy. I know, I know them. Yeah, he's still the current coach over there. Oh, he is the coach. Okay, I yeah. didn't know if he was just According doing to Wikipedia. It. Okay, yeah. wow. Who knows if that's been updated or not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I don't think the Wiley Brown Wikipedia people are really like on on top of things left and right. I mean, <laughs> Texas says we scored all of our runs with two outs. Maybe close out Michigan. Yeah, still one of the. I can't believe that hasn't been talked about more. All eleven of our runs with two outs, and a total of seventeen of the twenty runs scored in that game, or yeah, came with two outs. Because Michigan chokes. Yeah, they they they're chokers. They can't they can't they can't finish the deal. Can't close. Can't close the deal. Texas says, "Mike, need, you need to read uh, Mad Guy's text again, but in the Mickey Mouse voice." <laughs> Texas, speaking of U of L hockey, it got me thinking. Do you think we would have a possibility of going D one with it? And also, would we need to build facilities for it? Do we have a hockey team? We do. It's like a club. Club. Team. All those it's, club teams. We right. have that, and we have like men's lacrosse and, and rugby, and they've they've done pretty. Like rugby made the national whatever championships. I think the lacrosse team did pretty well this year, and hockey. Always does pretty well. I know we beat UK. I know that. Like it's the one thing because they always send it to me when they beat UK. Because UK made like a full on highlight video of the night and then like just didn't show that they got beat eleven to six or something. I would ask you. I would say I'm surprised UK has a hockey team, but I mean it's a club team too. But I, I mean, I, come on. I grew up in the '90s. I've seen the Ashley Judd poster. Everybody has. I mean, I mean, honestly, what kid in our age group wouldn't only knows that UK is the hockey because of that poster? Well, then it became like a thing for them. They would get like a new model, but that's the one that everybody still knows. Every year they oh, have I a didn't new, know they did a thing. I thought that they was did like a calendar. Honestly, I thought that was their only season in existence. No, they, they've had a team for a while. A buddy of mine, um, whose sister actually ended up marrying Stephen Ventrice, like played professional hockey for a little bit. Like he got he left high school early, a semester early, because he got drafted in the hockey draft. <laughs> And I'll never forget, like, we were chatting on AIM my freshman year. I'm like, yeah, my class, I got a couple of 8 a.m. classes this semester. It's tough. And he's like, oh, I just got traded to the Capitals organization. I'm like, well, we're living different lives. <laughs> yeah, well, but he ended up, he played a few years of minor league hockey and then realized he wasn't going to, you know, play in the NHL and came back to school, went to UK and played on the club team there. That's how I knew they had a team. You can do that in hockey? 
you, like it's a club team. You can do whatever you want, basically. I guess there's no yeah. It's like no nil way. before nil. It's yeah, just, like, this guy went pro for a year. Is he Chris Winky of the, the skating rink? He I could mean, be the general manager if he wanted to. <laughs> just make up a full on title. Now everything I'm going to picture when you talk of hockey, I'm just going to go to slap shot automatically. Good, that's the way it should be. Now you know how I've been living for the long time. Why do we have uh, this? Is a I know we were up against the end. We of the show. Are, yeah, we got to get out here. Why is the uh, the NBA Finals game so spaced out? It's driving me crazy. <sighs> Like, I, we shouldn't have to wait another night. This, this, game three should be tonight. Especially, well, they are at least switching locations this time. I mean, but the last time it was like four days. Yeah, and I, I, I thought of that too. And I, I couldn't. It was down to two things because I was actually talking to Duke about that, and he mentioned that they do do a, NBA finals has always kind of had a kind of a tradition of being on Sunday night. So maybe that's why they stretched Thursday to Sunday from game one to two. Whatever. I assumed it was because they didn't want to go head to head with UFC on on Saturday night. USC did, a, I think, a big show on Saturday night. Mm. ABC, NBA, ESPN, both, you know, have kind of, and they just wanted to avoid any, which is probably wise. Uh, to, that's why I thought they maybe pushed it to Sunday. But when is when is Game Three? Is it tomorrow? I mean, and tomorrow's Wednesday, so yeah, you've got three days in. I mean, in nineteen in the eighties, when you know you had to take like regular flights, I get maybe add an extra day, but. I mean, these guys are on charter planes. They're exactly. They're, I mean, NHL does two games. They can two days regardless. They can literally get from Oakland to Boston, probably as fast as it takes me to walk from here to my car. Speaking of, real quick tonight, eight o'clock, Rangers Lightning. Who you got? Game four, Rangers lead the series two one. Where's it at? It's in Tampa Bay. I think Tampa wins tonight. Rangers have been the better team all three games. They should have won game three. I think they win tonight. Close game. OT. Game winner, 4-3. Also, how about this? Bats, Storm Chasers. Does the Trevor Kelsey win streak continue? we got Jonathan India in the lineup tonight for the Louisville Bats. You'll hit all the action at 7.05 right here on 1450 The Big X. Who wins? 6.35 pregame. India with two hits tonight, including an RBI. The Bats win 5-2. Bats win 7-2. Bold prediction, Max Schrock, Grand Slam. It's happening. Oh, Shrock's the rock. Shrock's the rock. Trevor Kelsey <laughs> win streak goes to four. Enjoy your Tuesday nights, everybody. Enjoy the hockey. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the whatever. Stranger Things. We'll talk about episode two tomorrow. Ooh. It's going to be fun. Might come to work. We'll be right here at three o'clock tomorrow. Enjoy your Tuesday.